Welcome to the I'd Like a Refund podcast. Tonight, our hosts are taking you into a land of immersion, thrills, and corporate sponsorships. Experience the worlds of your favorite movies by purchasing your ticket and becoming a part of the movie experience. Come on through the gates and welcome to the Theme Park Chronicles. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I am, of course, your host, Ryan. Joining me, as always, we've got Joel here. Joel, what's good, dude? Joel is here. Where? Here. I'm actually here in your apartment. In my again. <laughs> that's yes, where this we're... is another another in person episode. Yeah. You know, we are uh we are here to record our we're newest live episode. From New York. Um, it's a Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> live from Burbank. It's Sunday night podcasting. I don't live in Burbank. Live from North Hollywood. <laughs> it's, it's Sunday night podcasting. Yeah. Featuring special guests. Ryan. Oh, I'm not the special Spe- guest. And Featuring special guest, Joel. Oh, are you the special guest You're on the show? Musical performances by Ryan. Oh, okay, hold on. Oh, here it comes, here it comes. Cameron's gonna love this when he hears this. Sick. This is so weird. I'm not used to like being able I know we recorded in person already, but yeah. this, like this is just us two, and I'm not used to being able to just look at you <laughs> right? while you're doing that. While I'm playing the harmonica. While you're playing the like, harmonica. Yeah, I um, that. But yes, I am a guest in your home right now. That being said, I actually come bearing gifts. Do you? And I've had it in my pocket this whole time, and I've been <laughs> waiting for you to like say something oh, and you okay. haven't. Yeah. Um, but the other day at work, they had some like spare things okay. that we could just take. And so I have for you a signed copy. Of a signed DVD copy of oh God, I just <laughs> the dropped hell it. Is this? Of Fool's Gold, uh, starring Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. There you go. <laughs> this isn't even a bit. He really just handed me. This. Yes, there you are. <laughs> Why? So, I don't know. Why not? What am I gonna do? Serious. I mean, it's cool. I don't it's know what to do with it. But it's cool. Yeah, I could sell this for something. I would never. I'm just kidding. You'd never sell it. No, I'm actually in the process of reading Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if book, anyone so. would want that too I could sell with it that to signature Mc- I sell it to mcconaughey are they both on here <laughs> that's my signature oh i didn't <laughs> say who signed it that's i just one. said it's a signed oh, copy. i don't want this anymore <laughs> um something else that's been in there no you're keeping it you're keeping it. i came bearing oh, gifts for you. you you have to put that on your shelf fine. it's not even open um, yet so. i actually almost brought you and this is this is not a bit this is serious okay in all that one of the other films that was an option was the film recount with Kevin Spacey that tells a story about the oh, 2000 yeah. election campaign. Yeah. Um, those DVDs have just been sitting there. No one's touched them. I would imagine that's the um, case. I even signed a copy of a DVD called Abs of Steel the other day. Someone took that before they took a copy of Recount. So, um, but yeah, there you go. Well, um, hold on a second. Did somebody I, take a copy of a DVD signed by you by without me. knowing it was signed by you? Apparently it was like a thing. Like everyone was trying to figure out who signed it. Those that were in the break room when <laughs> I did it knew, uh, but those that weren't had no clue. And I guess it was like a thing the rest of the day. Everyone was like, who signed this? Cause like there was like a Lisa arena DVD that was all about like working out and right. people were like, Oh, maybe it was like, like one of her signatures or something. It's like, no, that was, it was just me. I was the one who signed that. That's so. ridiculous. Like <laughs> that's anyway, enjoy your signed copy of fool's gold. I guess I I have no choice but to do so. so. I almost, as a bit, brought you 15 copies of Recount. I would have been really upset. I would have just thrown them away. I know you would. Yeah. You could have just given them to your neighbors. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this, but I've never seen this movie. Neither have I. I actually got really excited at first because before I saw the title, I actually thought, 
that it was uh what's it called the freaking fishing one that we did uh serenity oh, like shit. half a second i thought it was serenity i was like oh yeah i didn't remember Kate i got Hudson. really excited too because i saw one the other day it was it said lost boys and i was like oh and there's a copy of lost boys right here yeah. and it was like the sequel they made like 10 years later they made a sequel yeah it was called like lost boys I forever or something that. I had no well, idea. Like completely different cast, and I would imagine probably like so, a straight yeah. to DVD because those boys thing. can't be lost forever. Can't be lost forever. No, that's one with the vampires, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I haven't seen that in yeah, a long I, time. I've never seen it. Well, we're talking about movies here. We a are, bit, but it's not necessarily what we're going to be talking about this not week. Necessarily. Why don't you run this down for everybody listening at home? What are we doing this week? So one of the things that Ryan and I both are just massive fans of is theme parks and cameron although he loves going to theme parks he's not quite as nerdy Does about he? It as us he doesn't really he, talk about he it. doesn't talk about it but i mean if i told him hey, let's go to disneyland i don't think he's gonna say no well anybody that says no to that is an idiot so. um, but that being said since we are unfortunately uh without cameron for at least the next probably two weeks uh, we figured this is probably a good time for Ryan and I to chat about this stuff because we could probably talk about this for a long time. I I love. I hope that I'm saying this, and then we end up like we're, we're like I don't know what to say anymore. Like, <laughs> we run out of things to talk about. There's not. There's uh, no way we're gonna run out of things to talk about. But this is probably gonna be an episode that goes. I don't want to say off the rails, but it's like like we're gonna still be talking about theme parks, but it just might go like this is a this is a train that never actually gets on the track. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's not. There's no structure to what we're doing. You ever seen here. Darjeeling Limited? No, I don't know what that is. Very good film. It's a Wes Anderson movie. Oh, okay. And there's a part where they're like, this train's like stuck and they're trying to figure out what's happening. And he's like, he says the train's lost. And they're like, how's a train get lost? It's on rails. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, but our train may get lost today. Um, unlike the Disneyland Railroad. Disneyland Railroad never gets lost. It always ends up right back where it's supposed to be. I mean, anybody that anybody that's made it to this far into our podcast knows that we go off the rails a decent amount. Yeah. So it's I think part this of our is going to be fun um i don't know about you i didn't take notes so shocker we don't need um, to we know all this yeah stuff. we know all this stuff i just kind of wrote down like these are things that well, and i just want like to do. just to make it clear in case uh nobody caught it like we're doing specifically oh, or at least true. yeah i didn't specify we're specifically this. doing theme park attractions based off of film that's how it's gonna yeah tie so in. we're not like just <laughs> yeah. Compl- hey we're gonna talk about theme parks yeah. this week yeah, um, <laughs> it's not Ryan and I both listen to another podcast, Podcast The Ride. Shouts to the guys. Shouts to them. Um, the good boys. A couple of my friends that listen to this show also listen to Podcast The Ride. So yeah. one of them, actually, a uh, shout out to Evan. He's the one who got me into Podcast The Ride. Um, he recently, I think, caught up and he just finished listening. Yeah, he was to the it. one that was behind. And he watched, like, told me about it. And then I started listening to it. I listened to like two episodes. And I was like, oh, it's really good. Thanks. And he was like, oh, I haven't even listened to it yet. <laughs> and then he started it and he he just recently finished it. Well, what was it, it like? Um, This was like a- after we'd met and like a long time after we'd mm-hmm. met. And one of us brought the show up to the other one. I, I think, think I brought it up because we were at yeah. CityWalk. And I think I brought up the CityWalk song. Yeah. And, I, and you're like, have you ever heard a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I listen to them like every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I learned about them last year, last May, I believe. Yeah, so I've like been, right been listening for a while. Yeah, so that was something that I was definitely like yeah. to listen to. But we're, like nice. Joel kind of hinted at, we're hardcore theme park nerds, even probably more so than film, the two of us. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it just happens to be that film is what we work <laughs> Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff to touch on. And I think when people think of like theme parks with like movie related things, they probably just think of like the two main mm-hmm. ones, which would be, the Disney parks and the universal parks, but I don't know about what you have to bring to the table, but there are some other ones that 
really dive into things that I think will be fun to touch on that a lot of people won't. Oh know yeah. About. I mean, there's definitely, like I said, I, I wrote down some notes of like, these are things that I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and there's also a lot of stuff that like I didn't write down that I like know of right. that I'm like, I know is just going to come up naturally. Like you said, I mean, you're probably going to bring stuff up that I'm like, yep, I was waiting for this and I'm sure I'll bring stuff up too that you were totally like getting ready to do. So well, where do we want to start? Like, I'm going to let you, I'm well, going to let you choose. Where do we want to start? Well, do we I was want- going to tell you, I think, I mean, you touch on this too, but you just mentioned right now, I think when everyone thinks about movies and theme parks, they think of Universal and Disney. So we want to start So I'm thinking maybe we start there, start with the ones that everyone's kind of like already aware of. Yeah, because those are the two parks that are mm-hmm. going to be, because we're going to talk about past attractions and current attractions. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the two that's going to get a lot of legwork. Yeah. So if we want to start there and see where it takes us, and then if we decide to keep going into the more obscure ones or save that for another time, who knows? Yeah. But if that's what you want to do, I say go for it. Do you which one do you want to go with first? Uh, I don't know. Do you have one specifically where you wanted to go? Well, Universal is the one that's like right around the corner from I us. Was like we that. almost recorded this episode there. There. So, um, why don't we start there? Because most people would start with mm-hmm. Disney, I would say, and we're not like most people. So, Universal. I mean, we have multiple theme parks to cover. Are we just going to go about stateside ones, or do we want to talk about what they have? I'm going to talk about all of them. Okay. Yeah, cool. because there's something. That I want to talk about. So why don't you know. you're the more universal guy between mm-hmm. the two of us. Um, so why don't you get us kicked off here? What do you want to? What's if there's like one thing that you want to start this episode proper with? What would you like to tell? People? I think we just got to come in hot and go straight with Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's just it. go right into right, Jurassic for Park. Um, do you you were a Universal Orlando? Boy, yes, correct. Yeah. I used so, to go when I was a kid. Um, I've never been to Universal Orlando nor Islands of Adventures. I've been to Disney World, but I was one. Don't, yeah, remember, don't remember it. it. Um, so I don't really remember. I don't have any connection to the Orlando parks. Um, but I did grow up going to Universal Studios Hollywood, uh, the entertainment capital of the world. Actually, That's I'm not sure. I'm not sure sign, if you yeah. knew that. Yeah, I'm aware. I saw um, yesterday. <laughs> and actually, the like main reason my parents took me to Universal the first time was because I'm such a massive Jurassic Park fan. I mean, they took me in general just because they knew, you know, I'd be into that stuff, but they were like, oh, we know you love Jurassic Park. Like, they have a ride. We're going to take you. And growing up, I was such a chicken of all things like rides. Yeah. It took me until fifth grade when we went to um, Washington, Mm D.C., and I did a flight simulator there, and we were, like, flipping the plane over and all this stuff, and I was like, this is fun. If roller coasters like that, maybe I'll enjoy it. So we went to Knott's that year for fifth grade, and I was like, I'm going to be super brave and go ride this one big roller coaster. I didn't ride it. And then towards the end of the day, I rode one roller coaster with Lupin. That's what spurred my thing. But up until then, I was a big chicken. So when we went to Universal, and I saw the Jurassic Park ride, I was terrified. I was like, oh, this is a massive drop. I believe it's 90 feet, uh, whereas Splash Mountain is a 50-foot drop. Mm Mm-hmm. So at twice as high as Splash Mountain. Um, and even Splash Mountain at the time was something that I was like, oh, this is scary, you know? Yeah. Um, so I wrote it and I freaking loved it. The first iteration of the Jurassic Park ride, which I believe Florida's is different, right? From Hollywood's? Not much. No, not a ton, right? Not much. But it's because they're both river adventure. It's yeah. It's the river boat. Um, but the. Uh, the river adventure it was just so much fun it instantly throws you right into the movie the animatronics when i first saw them were in better shape than they were before they recently changed it over yeah. to jurassic they look world great now they do they look very good um but 
they were at the time you know they were still good and i was like because that was what like that came out in like early 2000s right the ride yeah uh no i think it came out actually with i went the movie i went on it the first no did it really yeah because they had started making the ride before the movie oh that's right they did yeah Yeah, you're right i remember um So it would have been like 90... I believe the ride came out in... Was it 96 when the movie came out? No, 93. Oh, the ride came Mm -hmm. out before the movie. The movie came out in 93, and I think the ride opened in 94. That movie was 93. Let me see. The ride opened in... Oh, the ride did open in 96, but they were working on it before the movie came out. That's why I had 96. Um, But yeah, so for those of you that haven't ridden the ride, you basically, it's a river adventure. And you're kind of going through, and the whole thing is like you're seeing Jurassic Park. You're seeing some of the dinosaurs and whatnot. And then you end up going up this lift, which I can't think back to the original one, what like the story beat was. But like you turn the corner. You were just a and, you were just a tourist. Right. But what I'm saying is like you turn the corner and you see the Jeep fall over the edge. Yeah. Which was such a sick effect, and then it stopped they working. Stopped doing it, yeah. Um, but I don't remember what the like story beat was that got you up the lift hill. Like, I don't remember if it was just like a, hey, you need to get out of here, or if they just started taking you up the lift hill, and it was like, you're just, this is where you're well, at now. It was now. like, um, so, it kind of talks about with like the, I don't want to talk about the new version yet, because I know we're going to get to that, but the way I remember it is the, what's the dinosaur that like pops out of the water? What's that one called? You know what Oh, I know what you're talking about. The one yeah. with the big head. Like a Dilophosaurus like, or whatever. No, the Dilophosaurus is the one that sprays. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you're right. I know which one you're talking about. But I can't yeah. think of it. So like that dinosaur. Hydrosaur. In the, in, in the original one, uh, that dinosaur pops up out of the water and knocks your boat off course and sends you yes, into the, the carnivore section of the park, which you're not supposed to go to mm-hmm. yet. So that was, that was the difference. Like that was... Because in the new one, where everywhere you go is designed to take you there, but in the original right. one, it was supposed to be like, oh, this is like a lazy river kind of mm. thing. You're just going on the adventure and seeing the herbivores, um, and then the one dinosaur knocks you off course, and that's how you end up yeah, going through that way. So that's what it was like for both versions, of, yeah. or any version of the park, mm-hmm. park ride. And I remember one of my favorite things about that, the original one, and it isn't, doesn't really play into it now because they kind of changed it, but that original lift hill. It's already so steep. Like yeah. that lift hill, because the show building for that is not very big. You go up, you make a left turn, and you're coming right back down. So like the lift hill is so steep because there's not a lot of space. And the way they designed that lift was they like painted the area that like when you get to the top of the lift and you flatten out, right above you, there's a section that they painted so it looked like the lift kept going. So like when you're going up the lift, it looks like you're going to go up like a thousand feet. Mm-hmm. And I used to, I used to be terrified every time because I couldn't tell like, okay, where does it actually end? And then of course it flattens out eventually and you're like, okay, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I'll never forget like going up that lift was so much fun and you have all these raptors popping out and all the animatronic raptors just were fun because they would like pop out of like little things like, like slide down. The ceiling. Yeah. yeah. The ceiling would pop open and they actually kept that one too for the new one. So I was glad to see that. Um, but yeah, and then you turn the corner and things are going crazy. And as you're about to go down the drop, the lightning and stuff flashes and you got the big old T-Rex that pops mm-hmm. out. And I remember seeing that for the first time. I was just absolutely in awe. Like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> like, it's just so cool. This you know? T-Rex is going to eat me. I yeah. love it. I hope we go slower. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, what was like your experience with the Florida one? Yeah, so um, funny story about this one. I, um, I used to be a little... Bit, little scared of theme park rides like i didn't like anything with like like a loop in the roller coaster i didn't really like doing that until i was about like 10 or so um this ride i didn't know what it was about but <clears throat> i was a little scared going in 
Um, and my dad was like, no, 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 no. It's not scary at all. Like, no, it's going to be totally fine. Like, <laughs> and he admits to this day that like, he, he was like, I know, I knew you were going to like it. So I kind of tricked you right. into going on it. So I was like, okay. Um, so he, I said, it's not, he's like, it's not scary. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. Like little, like eight year old me or ever old I was when we did it the first time. Um, and we get to the part that I was mentioning before where the, the dinosaur knocks you off course. Right. <laughs> it's like, just like, uh Oh, um, <laughs> like, you know, cause you're a kid. You're like, is this supposed to happen? Well, that's like, what I, I love know. about like experiencing these rides as a kid is yeah. that you believe the things that it's telling you, Yeah, absolutely. you know, if like, if it's telling you like, Oh, you're the, the, the park is shutting down. There's a major emergency. We have to divert you this way. Like as a kid, you believe it. Yeah, and course. even after you've ridden it the first time, every other time you go on, you're almost like playing along in your mind. Like, like, Oh yeah, I'm in this scenario. Right. You know? Especially one where it's like, it's not like cartoon characters mm-hmm. that you're seeing on a ride. Like a lot of other ones that right. we know that we know about and we'll talk about eventually. Um, so this one, like, like, you know, the dinosaurs aren't real per se, but the dangers feels real, yeah. which is why the ride's so exciting. Um, but yeah, and then after we did it, like after the drop, I was like, that was great. Let's do it again. Yeah, so, instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I took my little cousin. Well, he's not little anymore, but at the time he was, I think, eight. Mm-hmm. And I took him to Universal for the first time. And I took him on the mummy <laughs> and he cried. Yeah. He hated it. And I felt so bad. Like he wanted to leave. And I was like, well, we haven't done Jurassic Park yet. Like you, you got to try that out. And he's like, okay. So I convinced him to go on and wiping tears off his face. And he rode Jurassic Park and same reaction like you yeah. just said. Like we got off and he said, let's do that again. And we yeah. instantly got right back in yeah, line. Yeah, it's a great it's a You know, great and so I was like, it like kind of turned the day around for him. You know, I felt so bad after mm-hmm. absolutely terrorizing him on The Mummy. Um, but yeah, the uh, the new one is great. Yeah, and we've both ridden it by now. Yeah, we have. Um, so they, in 2019, they reopened it. It had been closed for a little while. They reopened it themed to Jurassic World. And it wasn't completely done yet. The finale wasn't finished. Um, and so earlier this year, when Universal reopened uh, during COVID and all that stuff, they finished the finale. And so starting from the top, as opposed to going down and instantly going into an area where there's animatronics, first thing you go into is the Mosasaur little aquarium yeah which is entirely entirely digital all screens um the only screens in the ride mm -hmm. well well kind of yeah i get what you mean like there's tv screens yeah it's the only screen that's supposed to play as if it's not a screen yeah um and i thought it was great i actually really enjoyed that part even though it was a screen i liked it they do have water effects that like go along well, go the, hand in universal is a theme park for no no for those screens yeah well, no it'll, not only that it's known for the water effects too. oh yes the water absolutely yeah um but i was very impressed with the the screens the uh the way it interacted with the effects i thought that was fun the score that's playing at that part like i brought scores up even in an episode about theme parks mm-hmm. um but the score playing at that part and it's just like it instantly launched me into like the franchise again yeah you're in the ride now. yeah and it felt cool because in the movie Jurassic World, the park is open. You know, in the first film, it was kind of like, well, why are we here? You know, like the park never opened. There were never actually guests here. So why why does it make sense that we're here? Yeah, that's true. Whereas this one now, it's like, oh, yeah, the park did open. Like this is something people could have actually done, you know, at Jurassic World. And so it felt really nice to kind of have that connection. And then, and as they, well, and then in the new one, they have the characters from the movie involved yes. as well. Like uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard mm-hmm. filmed footage for this yeah. ride 
to because the queue can get very long so they have their footage in the mm-hmm. queue where they're explaining things about dinosaurs and yeah then on the actual ride they both appear as well and speaking of very long those screens that you would look at when you're in the queue are obnoxious yeah. <laughs> they're like the world's worst aspect yeah, ratio it's terrible it's like a lot of those like uh like those pro gamers like they have like the super yeah. wide screens like for their for their desktop computers it's the same look and yeah it's very like- very confusing as to why they I went there. And there's like that weird. There's I don't know. It's like really campy, like footage, and it's fun. Um, I don't mind it. I when I wrote this, it was I went to Universal like the first week they opened, and it was the first ride we waited for, or the first ride we went to get on, and it wasn't open yet, so we had to wait like an hour. And then once it opened, we were on the first or we were on the second boat. We were like one of the first ten people in, mm-hmm. but the way they were spacing the boats at the time, I think we were the second boat out. And then we wrote it again that day. So the second time we wrote it, we had to wait like three hours. <laughs> but we had already done everything else in the park. So we were like, well, we want to ride it again. Yeah. Um, so I got to see those videos quite a bit. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're cheesy, but they're it's, funny. It's yeah. fun. Uh, but anyway, so you kind of going along. A lot of the scenes are similar to the first one. You pass a lot of the same stuff. They didn't change the track or anything like that. They just updated some things. Um, and so basically, story-wise, this one actually gives you a story as to why you are going into the area. And basically what happens is the Indominus Rex escapes. You see on the wall big claw marks as if it was escaping. Um, you see into its enclosure, and it says, like, Indominus Rex. And inside, the bushes are, like, shaking around yeah. as if it's in there. Um, and then as you're about to go up the lift hill to the left-hand side, there's a thing that says, like, Welcome to the Tyrannosaurus Paddock. And then the Indominus Rex's head is popping through which that head was what they were originally using in the finale um so they repurposed that which Mm -hmm. is cool i don't know if the repurposing was always in the plans but it's cool that they used it yeah Um, nobody really like no one outside of the people that were a part of the process really know why they chose to redo it after they well i this was this finale that they have now was always the plan they couldn't get it done in time yeah so they were like it was kind of like a rush job. Like, yeah. we want to get this right. And then open, when they so. reopened the the theme park from the COVID closures, that ride wasn't open yet. Is that right? Or no? I think it. I think it opened. Did it open? Yeah, because it was. Day? They were doing soft openings before they actually. I opened couldn't the park. remember. Yeah. You went early. During yeah, like I said, I think it was this. I I, th- I said the first week, but I think it was the second yeah, week. And I went opened. like a week or two after you. Yeah, and you were there shortly after. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, do you want to take us through the finale? Kind of talk about that. Um. Well, that's just the part where. We still have our T-Rex at the mm-hmm. end. Um, it's really cool because like the entire first ride is all outside except for going up the hill and mm-hmm. into the T-Rex part. But the finale in this one, you are going into an indoor enclosure, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. Like, they have Blue the Raptor from, uh, from the two Jurassic World films. The Indominus is there from the first one. The Indominus animatronic in this it's it's incredible insane it's like it's skulking towards you Mm -hmm. slowly getting closer to your boat as you are about to like do the descent pretty shortly and i don't know how they're able to do that um with each new group coming through but they do it's like i've ridden it now like i think four or five times at this Mm -hmm. point and there's never been a part where i'm like oh the thing's kind of like getting reset Reset. as i'm going through it's always doing the same thing every time which Mm -hmm. is getting closer and like your boat is going slow and it drops its head down like it's about to eat you and then the t-rex that would pop out of the shadows in the original ride is still there 
and now it's the two of them confronting mm-hmm. each other as opposed to the T-Rex just scaring everybody. Right. So it's just like in the first film where the T-Rex mm-hmm. is basically the hero of the movie. Right. Um, I'm going to use this as a transition. Yeah, let's do it. I'm still talking about Jurassic Park, but – and you tell me – I can already tell that we're only going to talk about the Universal theme parks in this episode. Oh, probably. We're, this, we're going to have to split else. this up into something else, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not we had, Ryan and I had kind of talked ahead of time, like, should we split this into two episodes? And we're like, well, let's see how much we can get done we're in the gonna, first. Yeah, and, now we know for sure. Uh, we're probably going to – yeah, this will probably be this week and next week, so be prepared. Um, anyway, so – I know you're very similar to me. Um, I will 90% of the time, why say what weird time? 90% of the time, I will avoid watching ride throughs of rides that I plan on riding. Yeah, I, I don't do that. Yeah. I used to, when I was younger and was really first getting into theme parks, I used to watch ride throughs all the time. Mm-hmm. But I was just telling somebody the other day that I feel like theme park attractions have kind of gone through this transition where now they are very story based. Yeah. And so watching ride throughs really spoils a lot. I agree. Um, Especially the rides that we're talking about. Absolutely. That being said with the international parks, I will sometimes give myself the leeway and just say, you know what? I do plan on going and riding this. But by the time you get there, yes, it won't be of big a note that you haven't gone yet. So like, I don't know how you are with the international parks. If you watch ride throughs of their stuff, um, but I generally try and avoid it. That being said, I just watched the ride through of the new Jurassic World ride that's in Beijing, which I've been waiting for because I've actually kind of been tracking the process or the the progress of that one. Mm-hmm. They had posted photos a long time ago of some of the animatronics. That ride is insane. And you're not talking about you're what is this isn't like Velocicoaster down in no, Florida. This is are you familiar with the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Shanghai? I've seen a little bit of that and like how insane that ride is compared to what we get here in the States. Right. Make that a nice. Jurassic Park ride. Oh, that's... And it is very... Like, I really want to tell you something, but like, if you think you don't want to see it, um, I won't say it, but there is one effect that like... Like, our Indominus effect out here is so cool. Yeah. There's an effect that happens in the ride over there that I was just talking to some of my other theme park friends yesterday and we were just like, how, yeah. like, how does this work? How do they make this so that every cart gets to see this? Like there is some impressive stuff on that ride. And I was right. just absolutely blown away and not that it puts a damper on ours, but like I lost my mind the first time I saw the Indominus on the new one. Yeah. And now after seeing this ride through, I'm like, if I go see that over there in Beijing, like I'm going to lose my mind getting to see that, you know? Um, and then, like you mentioned, I'm hyped on Velocicoaster. That one's a roller coaster. Universal had put out like a digital POV of that a while ago, and mm-hmm. I kind of like watched it a little bit. Um, but I haven't looked at any of the stuff from the queue because there's a lot of stuff in the queue. I've kind of heard things, but I've avoided a lot of that because I want to wait to like see that. Yeah. Um, and with it being in Florida, like there's yeah. a chance not too far down the road. That you right. That I will go to see that. Yeah. Um, not anytime soon because, you know, Florida. Oh, I don't know. I'll probably go by next year, I'd think. That's not that. I mean, that's not soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's very like to see the fact that each park is kind of getting their rendition of a Jurassic Park ride. You know, like you yeah, said, Florida, Florida still has the original one. The River Adventure, yeah. yeah. But then now they also have Velocicoaster right. and then they have the Pterodon Flyers. Don't they have that out yeah, there? Yeah, those are over there as well. Yeah. Which um, is like a kid ride. Yeah, so that's cool to see. Like, that was one of the reasons I've always wanted to go to Islands of Adventure was to see the visitor center. Oh, Islands of Adventure is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, now, like, 
But Eyeline is a little messed up because you have Velocicoaster literally passed right in front of it, but I don't care. It's yeah, fine. It that coaster looks so sick. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely want to ride that at yeah. some point. Um, all right, let's... Um, Are you cool with moving off yeah, of let's Jurassic? Move, let's move we on got, to something else. If we're just going to do Universal in this episode, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, I know, stuff. for real. Um, like, I know... I think we should talk about the rides that are still there and then but also at the end talk about the things that don't exist yeah because that's the biggest issue i have with the universal theme parks and i've talked to you about this yes i there's one thing that i know is going to come up in this episode that you're going to talk about lovingly and i'm going to talk about painfully because i haven't experienced it Mm, yeah (laughs) um should we talk about harry potter yeah let's do it yeah i definitely want to talk about that yeah so harry potter um that's a big that was a big acquisition for the mm-hmm. Universal theme parks back when they got that. It was that was what like mid two thousands around that time yeah. when they started building that. Yeah, um, that was people don't know that um, uh, J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers approached Disney first. Mm-hmm. So just like if you're a theme park fan like we are, just imagine how different the theme park landscape would be if Harry Potter was a part of Disney as opposed to. Universal. I don't think Harry Potter World would have fit in Disney. I think it would have been weird. It would have been weird. I wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> I don't know where they would Disney have. Disney does such a good job of keeping their IPs in the park. I guess at the time they weren't as And now their good IP at it. is in other parks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. With Simpsons. With Simpsons. Probably some other stuff too. Eventually. But Universal houses attractions from other studios. You know, like Transformers That's my is problem Paramount. is at this point Universal barely has anything of their own IP. What is that kills me? The DreamWorks stuff is the DreamWorks is theirs. uh, Jurassic, Fast and Furious. We'll get to that. Um, (laughs) I actually have something really funny. Was Mummy theirs? Yeah, Mummy's Universal. Okay, Mummy's Universal. Shouts to Brendan Fraser. Well, oh, we got to talk about him too. Um, the the Peter Jackson King Kong, I don't believe is actually Universal's film. Actually, it might be. Well, that ride sucks anyway. So it didn't. It does now. It does now, yeah. Um, the original Kong is much better. Oh, yeah. Confrontation. Yeah. So good. That ride's incredible. Um, and out in in Florida, it's a ride. Out here, it was just part of the tour, which I think is fun. Um, and for you. Yeah, it's more reasonable out here to just be part of the tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you waited in line like an hour and then went on that, you would just be disappointed. It's just like, like the same with like Fast yeah. and Furious. Which, again, in Florida is just a ride. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> um. And the the confrontation Kong two was actually put together by uh, the, the animatronic was developed by Bob Gurr. Uh, oh fam- yeah, famed Imagineer. That ride's yeah. an, that's an all timer. Like confrontation awesome. is great. I remember going on that in Florida and like they had their studio tour out there for a while. I, or no, the Kong was the confrontation was part of the studio tour out here, right? Yeah. I went on the studio tour out here when I was really young, and like it was really weird to like go on the studio tour and see the attractions that in Florida are or just out rides. rides. Yeah. Cause like jaws is part of the studio tour uh-huh. out here still. Um, when it was a ride out in Florida, confrontation right. was another one. Um, it's just really weird to me how they mm-hmm. did that. And now they're, now they changed it with the screen rides with the Kong, the King Kong 360 or whatever. It's I called. just checked in the 2005 Peter Jackson Kong is distributed by universal. So oh, okay. It is, it is so, their IP. So like 50, 50, yeah, but I mean, there was a point where that's all they had, which made so much more sense. Like, well, it's not, yeah. It's, well, it's like, what their old stuff was. Yeah, I mean, we're going to touch on all of them, but it's like they took away Back to the Future. They took away E.T. Jaws. Like, they took away Jaws over in Florida. It's yeah. like, and now instead they have their two biggest lands. Like, if you're talking about lands, not attractions, but you're talking about just the land itself. In physical space, their two biggest lands at Hollywood 
are Springfield, which is now a Disney property, yeah. and Wizarding World, which is a Warner Brothers yeah, property. Even Nintendo is going to be the next one. And Nintendo is going to be there next, and that's not their property. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a rented property, um, which is, uh, I don't know, it just sucks. Like I, You talked about it at the top of the episode. Like I love Universal, and so you it do. just frustrates me to see them not putting their own IP into the parks a little bit more. You go down to the lower lot and yeah, you have Jurassic Park and you have the mummy, but then you also have Transformers, which is, you know, Paramount. Yeah, that's so, where, and that's where Nintendo's gonna post up too. Yeah, Nintendo's gonna be right next door. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's getting crowded over there. It is, and I'm definitely very bummed because they keep tearing down stages to put up you know theme park stuff yeah, but, but so they're also st- rebuilding the stages there's so many studios out here that like they can film on other locations and increase the theme park like yeah, they can do it but my thing is like like they took down the fan with the opera stage you know what i mean like yeah. they're taking down it's just history, history yeah. that, that they're losing and it's a good point so that hurts for me but at the same time it's also like that's what makes universal hollywood so special is like the fact that it is a it's a studio. It's a yeah. movie studio. You know what I mean? Like the studio tour is a theme park attraction that actually takes you through the studio. Right. Which so, is really cool. And it's like eventually like, what are you going to run out of sound stages? I mean, you don't driving through the sound stages isn't special that right now anyway, because you don't go in them. You just drive past them. You know, it's the back lots really that people get excited for, which you don't see too much of it anymore. It's still yeah, they keep out. like skipping all the back. Yeah. Lots. You see a couple and they're really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the studio tour is great. Yeah. Like some of the sets that you get to see, because they have like, uh, I mean, the most prominent one's probably the War of the Worlds one, the Tom Cruise. Well, I mean, I would say, well, that one's the most prominent that they've been showing you, but I would argue that, you know, Hill Valley, you know, driving over Back to the Future and going through yeah, there. Yeah, I've done the studio tour multiple times recently. You were not allowed to go over there. Yeah. So I would love to see that. Yeah. that You've seen good. it before, right? No. You've never seen it? No. I haven't gone to Universal out here outside of like when I went super young until like like two or three months ago i think that's it's crazy because like obviously your favorite movie right so i want to yeah i want to be there my favorite see that my favorite movie that used to have a theme park attraction universal um but uh wow well i want to definitely be there when you see that for the first time well we need to get you the uh, annual fast i know i gotta get what's my problem is i didn't think i was gonna get a disney fast and now who knows are you gonna get one maybe Um, if i do i'm just gonna get the very bottom one on the fence on um but if i do i probably won't get the universal one yeah i'm on the fence with the disney one i'll probably end up doing it but i know i keep telling myself no but we'll see i'm surprised that you would rather get that one than this one because this one is closer to where you are a lot of the time and you like this studio more yeah the only thing is well i mean that's different because like i would pick disneyland over universal studios like all day not in terms of like not in terms of their products but in terms of theme parks so so maybe that's where in lines where your issue comes from is this if this theme park had more of their own ips you'd probably be more inclined to go more yeah maybe but the also the other thing too is that disney's just eons above anyone else in terms of design it's a better theme park you know what i mean yeah Yeah, it's just that's all it is folks um but yeah Anyway, and Nintendo's gonna be a big draw when that opens. Oh, that's gonna be so sick! I yeah. can't wait to go buy a Toad hat. Um, <laughs> well, you could do that already. I know. Uh, we got distracted. Let's we did. talk about so, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter, Wizarding World. Um, do you wanna go first? No, go ahead. Oh, Tell okay. You. Uh, well, I only did it for the first time the other day. I was, that's what I was saying. Is you wanna go first because you got to experience it in Florida. I did not. No, I didn't. I thought you did. No, I haven't. Oh been. no, we just no. talked about this the other yeah. day, actually. Yeah. No, I've never been to the. So I in actually went before you did. When I experienced it out here, I, I did that before you did yeah. it out here. Yeah, a couple weeks before me, yeah. So we're over here lauding about how we're theme park nerds, and I actually did not step foot in Universal for almost a decade. 
Um, it was nine years since I'd been in Universal up until this year when I went. I know. I mean, but you, I mean, this isn't technically your home theme park. No, but still, it's not like it's hard to get to. No. You know what I mean? Like anyone who lives in SoCal, I would argue that if you told me you live in, you know, Los Angeles or Orange County and you've gone to Six Flags once in the last five years, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. You know, not everyone wants to make that drive, but Universal, it's right here. And so 2010, Wizarding World hits Florida. And I have only ever seen the first two Harry Potter films. Just wasn't a thing for me when I was a kid. I just didn't really care. I saw the first one opening night. Never saw another one um, until, you know, two years ago. Right. So the theme park gets the Wizarding World stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, I need to watch all these movies. Because just seeing. It's the most immersive land I've ever seen. It's incredible. And then, you know, years later, they add Diagon Alley. And I'm over here losing my mind at the fact that you can go between parks using the Hogwarts Express. Like it is the yeah. coolest thing to me. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's more immersive than the Galaxy's Edge Park. I think it's close. I, I, I think yeah, I mean, you feel more. I don't know. It's just you feel more a part of the world in in the Harry Potter world. I feel like, especially in the Florida one, where you can take the train mm-hmm. in between the two different. That I mean, the one out here is cool, but it's. They're constrained to the space that they yeah. have, which there is rumors that if Universal Hollywood does that big expansion, they're talking about that they're mm-hmm. going to add a second Harry Potter yeah. world to it. Um, but the Florida Harry one, Potter World Two, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, say it. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, if they add that second part, then it's going to be like the Florida one, where you can take the Hogwarts Express from yeah. park to park, and that is like immersion in its yes. finest. Like that would be really cool to do. But based on what we've seen. But just what we have out here, even still, just walking around. I think a big part of it too, and and the, you can you've seen all the Harry Potter films, right? No, no. Okay, well, I've seen well, most. You see most of them. Yeah. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but gladly. The Harry Potter franchise doesn't really take place in a specific time period. It's basically modern day, right? <laughs> kind of like yeah. maybe like a '90s ish time yeah, period. Probably, yeah, kind of. And so. It, like, makes sense for us to also exist in that world. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, once they go to Hogwarts, you know, he goes to, like, nine and three quarters and stuff like that. Like, yes, like, the way people dress and talk and stuff, it is different. Hmm. But it's, like, it's not like it's a different time period. Right. Whereas Star Wars, everything about Star Wars feels very, you know, it's retrofuturism. It feels very futuristic. And so, like, walking in there in your jeans and a t-shirt doesn't feel like you fit. You know, so like it is extremely immersive. Like I'm not saying Galaxy's Edge is not immersive. No, it is. It, it for is. sure is. But going to your point of which one is more immersive, I think Wizarding World it feels easier as just an every guy or an every person to walk in there and feel like I can fit in this world yeah. as opposed to Star Wars. Whereas Star Wars, it's like, well, now I gotta like dress differently and you know carry weird things around with yeah. me. Which again, I understand that over at Hogwarts, you know, you got the robes and wands and whatever. But like everything in the everything in the in Galaxy's Edge or in the Star Wars universe is like physical. It's not <laughs> you're taking a wand out. Um, it is not. Whose wand is that? It's a custom one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. To a spell. I wish you guys could see this. Avada Kedavra. That was. Did you just kill me? I, no, I I missed. Ryan has his wand. 
Um, I wish that, um, you know, I wish there was a way that for both of these universes, and I know this would never happen, but like, oh, welcome to Wizarding World. Here's your robe. Here's your wand. Um, you cool. can return it when you're done. You know, really like cool. a water park, you know? Yeah. Or if you're walking into Galaxy's Edge, it's like, here's your lightsaber and your Jedi robe. Like, have fun. Um, I would never leave. Return it at the end. Yeah, I would just yeah. never leave. So, but that's obviously impossible. But anyway, long story short, I can see what you mean, like with with Hogsmeade feeling a bit more immersive. Mm-hmm. Um, everything about it just feels more based in reality. Whereas Star Wars, there is that disconnect of yeah. like, oh, a Ronto wrap? Yeah, that's made out of this creature that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're eating at, you know, you three English, broomsticks. You English breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, this is just normal food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it doesn't throw you for a loop right. eating that. Um, no, that's a good point. Uh, should we talk about their standout attraction, though? Absolutely. It's one of the best rides we've ever been on. It right? is... Well, it is now the second best ride I've been on yeah, <laughs> after you, a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so Forbidden Journey, this, I feel bad saying this. It was so built up in my mind because like I said, I hadn't, it had been 10 years, almost 10 years since I'd been to Universe Park. All of my friends and everyone, family had ridden this and told me about it. So I had so much built in my mind. So the first time I rode Forbidden Journey, yeah, I was like, that was super cool, but it it met expectations. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel I like it was right where I expected it to be. Yeah. Whereas I feel like had I gone in without anyone saying anything, it probably would have blown my mind. That's how I felt. Yeah. The second time I wrote it though, I was less like, I don't know how to describe it because you'd think it would be a lesser experience because now I've already written it. But somehow the second time around, it, I think you went into it just appreciating it for what it is, as mm-hmm. opposed to what you thought it was going to be. Right? And now that you knew what it was, and you went on and you enjoyed it. It was like, oh my god, like this is incredible. Yeah, and it and it is insane. Like by no means do I mean like the first time I wrote it was like disappointed. Like I was blown away. Yeah. Um, but like certain things were built up to me in a way that like I kind of expected it to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't, but I still loved it. Yeah, easily. I think it's easily the best. Well, the best well done ride at the Universal theme park. I know, absolutely. Well, I mean, I've yet to obviously ride uh, Velocicoaster. Yeah, um, but I, I just think this one for, I mean, there's practic- there's great practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the screens aren't jarring when you're in there, even mm-hmm. though you, they have a couple. Um, the ride vehicle yes. is the part that's the best part. What is that called again? So it's a Kuka arm. Yeah. It's a Kuka arm. Um, and for those of you listening, basically, how would I describe it? Do you remember... <laughs> Do you remember those old like remote control robot toys? Yeah. That were like these little white things and like he had like the two arms and the arm had like a claw and you oh, could yeah, pick yeah, things yeah. up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So the cook arm is almost kind of like that. It's like literally like like its arm kind of shape. And the ride vehicles on the end of this arm. Um, if you ever went to I don't think you would have experienced this, but for a while at Universal Hollywood they had this Fast and the Furious thing on the studio tour where they had these two ar- or mm. two arms, these two cars that would get like shot at yeah. and then they would blow up and they would like fly towards you. Those cars were on kook arms. Yeah. And so it's that technology and they implement it into a ride. So your ride vehicle. We used to have that at the stunt show in the one in Florida. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to see those. Yeah, so that's exactly the same the ride system as that on a track. The Italian Job stunt show. Dude, Italian Job is such a good movie. <laughs> um isn't that also Paramount or is that Universal? I don't remember. Um, so the kook arms are on this track. So you are on a track, but the entire time you're on a track, you're on this arm 
that can basically spin you and rotate you, tilt you all over the place. And so as you're going through, you're going through like different scenes. Um, Hermione casts a spell on you to give you like to, flight or whatever. Yeah. To give you the, the ability to fly around. Um, and so like, you're like following Harry and them on, the, they're flying on their brooms and you go through different scenes. And like Ryan was mentioning, you will sometimes hit like screens and yeah. so, like, it'll, like, fly you almost into these, like, dome-like screens, kind of similar to, like, Soren over California. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're in there, the arm itself is stationary. It's not moving on the track, but the robotics of the arm are moving you to move with the scene. So, if, like, you're turning left, the thing will tilt you left and turn right and vice versa. Um, so, you're, there's still motion there. It almost becomes almost like a simulator ride. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then you move on. And, like you were mentioning, I think one of the coolest things is the fact that there are practical pieces to this, which really well Universal done is like we're talking about. They've relied so heavily on the screens as of late, which is unfortunate. But with rides like this, Amazing Spider-Man, um, Transformers over here, I do think that they do a good job of connecting the screens with physical elements sometimes, mm. which is fun. On Transformers, that used to be like my favorite theme park attraction. Now that I've ridden it again, it's just it's so old now it's that not, it just yeah. doesn't look anywhere near well, as good. Well, so it's um, <clears throat> you mentioned the Spider-Man ride with that one. It's the same it's the setup. Same. It's literally the same track. Yeah, yeah, entirely. And I did the Spider-Man one so many times as a kid at Islands mm-hmm. of Adventure, and I did the Transformers one for the first time a couple of months ago and it's not impressive at all. I'm sure if I had seen it when it first came out, it would have been really interesting, but I just, I don't think that's right. Very good. And I don't think it has anything to do with my feelings towards the movies, which is that there's more bad ones than good ones. Um, I just think that ride when you go for a screen ride and you don't update the screen regularly, yes, it's going to get dated. And, and that's the, pra- the, and the practical problem, sets man. on those. Aren't that great either. Like they're mostly cardboard. Yeah, I mean, they're just kind of so like, are the so are the dark rides at Disneyland yeah. rides. So you can't fault them for that. It's the screens that are the problem. Yeah, and I Spider-Man think one, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man one just got redone a couple 4K years ago. Screens, yeah, yeah a couple years ago. It's like, it looks why won't way, you do that over here? Way better. Yeah. So makes it makes me feel like, and again, we're gonna talk about this with Universal and their turnover of attractions. It makes me feel like that one's maybe not gonna be around Transformers much longer. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I don't think it's popular enough. Like there was so many. It was. That's it was, problem. but not anymore. Like. Look at what's popular over there now is Harry Potter and the Jurassic area mm-hmm. and soon Nintendo. Those three park and Simpsons is popular, mm-hmm. but who knows how long they're still going to have Simpsons right. there. I don't think Disney's ever going to add Simpsons to their parks. So they may just let no, keep them over there. But part of me hopes that Disney's like, actually, we want to take uh, Simpsons out of your park so they can turn it into something else. Well, I think, um, <laughs> oh, fair. Well, they should work it. We're like, hey, um, Universal, we'll let you keep having uh, Simpsons if you let us put Marvel characters in the Florida theme park. Oh, you mean in, in the Florida Disney parks? Yes. Yeah. They're not yeah, allowed to you. do that outside right. of the Guardians. Past the Mississippi. Yeah, which no nobody knows when that deal actually yeah. is going to end. Because there's been talks about it for so long and nobody knows. Um, because when Islands of Adventure opened up, Marvel was a huge mm-hmm. part of that. Like, and it's they still have it. They it's still, hilarious. Yeah. They updated Hulk. everything. Yeah. Like the whole coaster got updated. Um, Spider Man, you mentioned mm-hmm. they have the Doctor Doom ride, the Storm has a ride, like these are all things that Disney can't make. And that's why it was such a big deal when they had the Avengers thing um, out here that just opened that yeah. I haven't gone to yet. Um, that that was such a big deal that they're doing that out here. And then when Tower of Terror out here got turned into Guardians, like that was no mm-hmm. But we don't want to talk about the Disney stuff uh, too much. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, going back to, to Forbidden Journey, yes, you're moving around this kooka arm and you go into the screens and you go through just some incredible practical stuff, yeah. which is so well done. The Dementors one is my favorite. So, no, actually, no, the Whomping Willow is my favorite. The Whomping Willow. See, really cool. that and that, maybe if I'd seen the films, the Whomping Willow would be more to me, but like, you, I thought that was cool. Yeah. But I do think the Dementors is my favorite part, or even the part with Aragog. That was pretty sick. Like, I hate spiders. Oh, with the dragon? And, oh, no. Oh, with the spider. And yeah. all the spiders coming down is, like, terrifying. Yeah. The dragon is sick, too, though. Yeah, I the dragon is a screen that transitions into yeah, an animatronic. Yeah, very well done. Yeah. Um, The Dementors, I will say, is They're one huge. of the things that I built up in a way in my mind that I don't think it possibly could have lived up to. But at the same time, I still love it, and yeah. it still, like, scared me. But a lot of my friends were like, oh, like, there's one scene. Because I got to the point where I was like, don't, like, spoil the ride for me. But, like, you guys can tell me things, like, about it that you like or whatever. Yeah. And they all were like, oh, well, we'll just tell you, like, the Dementor scene is, like, so cool. But it's, like, scary. Like, they get so close to you. And it's like I had this idea in my mind of what it would be like. And it was like it was, like it was almost there. I think my problem was even though they do a good job of having them come, like, in and out of shadows, yeah. I could easily see, like, sometimes them approaching me or showing up or i mean leaving or like there'd be times where i could see like multiple whereas like in my mind i imagine that it was gonna be this like pitch black room and that you literally just wouldn't see it until it was like right in your face yeah you know but at the same time there's one specifically towards the end like when you're leaving that room that both times i wrote it got me to jump because i didn't expect it. i could not see it coming at all mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that is a, I, I do really enjoy that scene. Although it didn't quite live up to the way it was portrayed to me. It definitely is. Now that you've done it multiple times, you're like, yeah, this is, it's a very cool part of the ride. It's fantastic. Um, and then they also have, well, they have other rides in Florida and they have other ones out here too. Mm -hmm. They got the flight of the hippogriff coaster is out here, which is like, which was dumb because it's a a kitty coaster. It's a kitty coaster that does one lap. I thought it was going to go around multiple times. It It is just one one lap. lap. That's true. The ride is like a minute. (laughs) Yeah. It's not worth the wait. Like the wait time, even if you're only waiting like 30 minutes for it, it's not worth it. I think I was lucky. I think we waited like 15 minutes for that. And everyone, everyone in the group even said they were like, it's just a little kitty coaster. They were like, but we know like you want to ride it just so you can ride it. Yeah, exactly. You want to say that you've done it. And so I was like, yeah, let's just do it. And yeah, I got off and I was like, well, I don't need to do that again. <laughs> but they've got um, they've got Escape from Gringotts. Escape from Gringotts. Which, which that one is one I've avoided. I've Oh, really? <laughs> see, I've seen the ride through that one. Uh, see, I've avoided that. Because I'm not I'm not like the biggest Harry Potter fan. So that one I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to see what it's like. I think I watched uh, who did somebody did a YouTube video about one of those YouTube mm-hmm. videos, things that we watch all the time. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, um, that ride looks incredible. Yeah. Like that one I want to check out. I think they have, they used to, they already have a defunct Hogwarts ride too, um, in the Florida one. Um, cause they have Hagrid's motorbike mm-hmm. coaster, but they had another one. Dueling before, Dragons? Well, they, no. So Dueling Dragons was an original. That's what I say. That was, that, Colin said that was an original that. one, mm-hmm. but they turn, they repurposed Dueling Dragons into a Harry Potter ride that involved dragons and everybody hated it. Oh, so they got that. so they got rid of it and turned it into uh and then they turned it into um ha- Hagrid's. Hagrid's motorbike. I forget what it's called. Which that one I finally the other day was like screw it and I like watched some of Hagrid's. I didn't watch the whole thing um because I I think I was listening to an episode of Podcast the Ride actually. I think they were talking about a specific effect that I was like, "Wait, what? I want to see that." And so I went and watched it. Yeah. Um which it looks fun. It looks really good. Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, that's um honestly the Harry Potter land is just so it's one of those things that people really need to experience for themselves. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not a massive Harry Potter fan, you will enjoy going through this, yes. I feel like. 
One thing that overlived the hype, butterbeer. Oh, my God. I know for you, you're kind of like, it's, it's too, fine. It's, it's too just too sweet for yeah, you. It's too sugary for me. But, dear God, I appreciate that it for shocked me the first time I drank it. You were there, too. Yeah, I tried it, too. That yeah. foam absolutely caught me for a loop. I did not expect that. It's like a butterscotch like smoothie, basically, is what it it's like. It's like, I didn't expect the foam to be this like thick foam like i thought it was literally just like you know what you get at the top of a soda like when yeah. you pour soda too fast yeah. nope it's a thick foam with a nice vanilla flavor to it oh, it's so mm. good it's pretty good um eric former uh guest on the show he just made some the other day he made it he made butter beer i'm sure that was shit yeah he said he said <laughs> seven out of ten i'll show you well, he made it of course he's gonna give himself a good rating i don't know is a seven out of ten a good rating He's trying to not be modest. We know Eric. Eric likes the There Eric you go. There's a picture of it. I mean, it looks like it, yeah. I don't know. We're getting the, it's interesting. we got to get him to make it. Yeah, and let us try it. Uh, I, well, yeah, if he's going to make it for us, I'm assuming we're going to try it. Well, I mean, like, get him to make it for us is what I like. I think that we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, show, Eric, if you're listening, Better start, be. start making it. So I could probably text him right now and be like, Eric, can you make butterbeer and bring it over? And he'd be like, okay. Right now? <laughs> uh, he's got nothing better to do. Yeah, he's, he's just off, like, okay. No, he's off and, no, he's got work tomorrow. Um, we'll ask him. Um, all right. We've kind of hit, we could probably hit the two heaviest hitters, but there's one. Yeah, I mean, we could easily keep going. Yeah, well, we're, know, gonna, we're going to. Yeah. I want to talk about Mummy. Yes. Mummy's actually my favorite ride at Universal. At Florida? I haven't been on on the one in Florida. Oh god! But I want to go on the one in Florida. The one in Florida is so much better because Brendan Fraser's involved in it. <laughs> yes, excuse me, I just like coughed right into the mic. Yes, but also there's like a fake out in the middle yeah. of it. It's just it's just a better ride. We got such a gypped version, we did. which sucks because a lot of people complain about this one, but I I like it. It is very I, fun. It's so fast. It's yeah. It's it's a, like it's it. Space Mountain in Mummy World. You yeah. know, so it's just a good adrenaline rush. Yeah. That launch is great. Yeah. Um, but like the, the biggest issue I have is that Brendan Fraser's in the queue. Yes. Um, in the um in the one in Florida. And because again, we're talking about these rides in terms of them being related to films, the mummy ride in California doesn't feel attached to, to the, the film. franchise, yeah. And that's uh, that's what's annoying. Because like even even the Imhotep animatronic doesn't look like <laughs> the Imhotep animatronic is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not good. No, it's not. And it's a shame because when you go on these rides and you're like, oh, Revenge of the Mummy? Like, I love those mm-hmm. mummy movies. Those Brendan Fraser mummy movies are great. Yes. We both love those. So when you go on that, it's a bummer that like, oh, this feels like it could just be a standard theme mm-hmm. park ride at a non-specific studio yeah. attraction. And that sucks because the ride's really good. And people that know the franchise know that it's attached. Mm-hmm. People that know theme parks know that it's based off of the Revenge of the Mummy movie. But they don't do a good job of splicing the film and the ride together as opposed to how well they do it in Florida. Right. Um, but the ride is still really cool. Um, what else do we have? We talked about Transformers a little bit. Transformers. Really quick is, on the note of the mummy. Um, yeah. I don't know if you look you saw this when you were there, and this has nothing to do with the ride, but the little fast food thing that's right outside of the mummy, the little like window there, mm-hmm. they sell corn dogs there. And <laughs> the picture on the universal page for that corn dog is such a, a weird like way to present a corn dog. I don't know how to describe it. Like, let me see if I can find the picture. All the food, all the food of the restaurants have like images where it's like, Oh, here you go. Like, this is what you can get yeah. at this restaurant. And for universal for that restaurant, 
whatever it's called. Um, the picture for the corn dog. It's like, I'll look it up right now. We'll keep going, and as we're talking, I'll look it up. But it's just, <laughs> it's a very weird picture. I'm more, I'm big, big corn dog guy. Oh yeah, corn dog's great. What's the one at? Uh, what's the one in Disney that's really good? Like, there's the Red Wagon, or there's Corn Dog Castle. Corn Dog Castle, yeah. They got the spicy corn dog over there. Yeah, things fire. Um, I guess we should talk about. Uh, like with Transformers, there's really not a lot to say. You go through the ride. You, it's it's basically like a play on the first movie. Like you have mm-hmm. to acquire the All Spark and yeah. help Optimus Prime and Bumblebee stop Megatron and Decepticons. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, I want to talk about a ride that is not fine. It is what it is. We need to talk about Fast and Furious. Yes. Um, Which again, as we mentioned earlier, out here as part of the tour in Florida is. But the ride is essentially the same. Yes. It's just it's the, the queue. The queue yeah. is different. Um. That is one of the worst rides so I've bad. ever been on. It is so bad. And what sucks is you never got to experience what was there before, which it wasn't anything crazy good, yeah. but... At least something. It was, and it was something else prior to this. But I grew up with it being another mummy thing. And you would drive in there, and as you drove in, there's, you know, you'd see, like, you know, uh, what are they called? The, the freaking things that mummies are in. I can't think of sarcophagus. Yeah, there you go. You'd see those in on the sides and whatever. And you would be hearing them like saying like stuff about like ancient curses and whatnot. And you pull in and you'd basically lock in into the middle of this building. And then the whole room would start rotating. And it's very similar to how like the Indiana Jones ride at Disney, how the walls move, you're not moving, but it makes it look like you're reversing. Mm-hmm. But here the walls were rotating around you and it literally felt like your cart was like, spinning yeah you never physically felt like you were upside down but it seemed as if you were like spinning and it was a it was a very well done effect for as simple as it was it was very convincing my sister would cry every single time <laughs> we got on that like she would hate it she'd close her ears plug her eyes um and then like at the end like the scare beetles would come out and kick over the screen and the tour guide would like duck down and they always had like a little doll that looked like a like skeleton version of the guide like hey yeah. guys what happened you know and it was just like this fun little bit and then they turned it into this <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad everyone always jokes about how vin diesel looks like he's bigger than the helicopter he like jumps off the car and grabs the helicopter and he yeah. literally looks bigger than the helicopter and he it's does. Just, like he looks like a massive it's ridiculous person. how massive he looks compared it's to just, that freaking and this is another one where they got the actors back to reprise their roles there's the picture of the corn dog why did they present it like that it doesn't look good at all like it, first of all, look how thick the breading looks. Yeah. But also, like, it's I'm going to so describe weird. this to all of you, okay? It's a corn dog in an Egyptian-looking dish. Yes, a very thin corn dog in an Egyptian-looking dish with a, like, angled slice of the tip. Yeah. And so it's like they just kind of cut, the, like, maybe the top, like, half inch off of it. It's like the guy sneezed as he was cutting the top yeah. part off. And what's weird, too, is maybe this doesn't bother anybody else, but, like, presentation-wise... There's crumbs there. I'm like, why didn't they just move the crumbs? Yeah. Just a weird picture. I'm going to put this on our socials. Okay. <laughs> this is going to go on the socials for um, sure. Yeah. I, they got the actors back for the cameos. They got four of them. They got Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson, Michelle Rodriguez, and Tyrese. Legend of the pod. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, of course. Um, so they got like probably the four most prominent characters of the franchise after Paul Walker's passing. Um and they, they get them back and like the cues, like the opening part isn't terrible. You're going through the garage mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Owen Shaw, which was Luke Evans's character. Like he, um, he's doing bad shit again mm-hmm. and we need 
to stop him and you guys are coming with us, which is a standard thing for theme parks. Like for rides, like we have to go do this and guess what? You're coming with us. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's what a lot of them do. So that's fine. It's just that when you get into the actual ride, it's cool when you're on the tram that like how it simulates moving. Um, it's less cool when it's the actual ride vehicle, which is just mm-hmm. like a stunt car in the one in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, but either way, you just have one screen on your left and one screen on your right. <laughs> the actors look so ridiculous yeah. on these screens. Like we said, like they look massive they look huge yeah and they they don't abide by any type of physics <laughs> whatsoever in any like yeah it's a theme park ride i'm not here to like bring out math and be like well actually like there's no way this will never be able to grab onto a helicopter like that <laughs> like yeah that part is what it is but like they don't even make it slightly believable mm-hmm. the best part is when they stop owen shaw it's just like just straight up he's dead yeah <laughs> they like oh his car hits something and he goes like he's on the back of it like on like a cage that's open so clearly he would have just got mm-hmm. thrown off and just died yeah but they don't acknowledge just it moving on yeah it's like oh we gotta keep going with the scene um and it sucks because like i like that it's the side by side thing just like the kong thing is mm-hmm. but you can't see everything yeah you can't see everything that's going on with you which i get it's like so simulate you're on a road with them but well i also think it's one of those theme park type things where every experience is different Therefore, you have to write it multiple times. You know what I mean? Like, that's the intent behind it is kind of like... Sit on the right one time, sit on the left the other time. And so you get to see everything, you know? If it Um, wasn't on the... If this wasn't on the studio tour, we would never go on it. Imagine there's like a button where everyone votes. It's like, would you like to do Fast and Fierce? And everyone says no. I'm sure that would never happen because some asshole would probably be like... Just one person says yes. And they're like, well, guys, I got to go now. Um, You didn't talk about my favorite part about that ride. The cringiest part. No, the cringiest part. Before you actually go into the part with oh, the, the simulator, the, the you, government worker guy. You pull, yeah, you pull in, and you're still in like the hideout, and they're throwing a freaking party. Yeah, and there's this like terrible Pepper's Ghost effect, which is like one of my favorite effects in all the theme parks. When it's done right. And yeah, exactly. That's the problem is it's done terribly wrong, and there's these like weird projections, and they look very two dimensional, like they do not look three D by any means. Yeah. And then, like, the police show up and all that, and it's just very cringy. It looks like a – what is it? There's, like, an old race car game where, like, there'd be people dancing before you – or, like, when you got to the finish line. I think it was the mm. that cruising video game. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. On N64. Yeah. It, like, reminds me of that so much. But, yeah, that is not fun. No. I, I would avoid it. If they were like, oh, sorry, folks, it's closed today, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's just, it takes up such a huge space in the Florida one mm-hmm. too. They have that massive show building and put a bunch of the stunt cars yeah. in there. And as you go on, it's like this is and that's fucking terrible. That used to be a stage, right? Yeah, that was where the yeah they, Beetlejuice thing was. Yeah, that's where the Be- Beetlejuice show used to be. Graveyard review. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's nothing like Fast and Furious. Like if you if you've never been to the Universal theme parks, I think it's something that you should experience one time. So just you can just like it. Yeah, just to say you've done it. And then, like, to be able to do like we do, which is talk to people about it, like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever yeah. been on. Um, well, so- and then I neither of us experienced this, um, but when I went, my sister was upset because she was like, it was the only thing that made it somewhat worthwhile. But when it first came out, they, and I think I told you this, they, like, integrated all these vehicles from the films throughout the tour. So, like, you'd go, like, through Hill Valley, yeah. and you would see, like, dom's car or something and then you would be like over by the war of the world set and there'd be like 
you know, one of the other characters' cars. And so, like, each time you were there, there'd be a clip that would play on the tram screen, like, we're still on the hunt for Shaw, like, whatever. And there was, like, almost like a storyline. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and the storyline carried you through the tram tour. I kind of like that. And then that. once you got to the end, that ride was, like, the finale of that storyline. Which story still line. is the finale of the tour. Right, and it's still a finale of the tour, but, like, now it was, like, there was this whole story that you went through that's through the cool. tour. And I was like, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. Like, yeah. it probably still sucks. The ride would still suck, but, the like, it would still be a fun it, time. Yes, yeah. the build to it would be better because of the fact that it was like, oh, here's this story. But neither of us got to experience that. No. So. You didn't get to do it either. Nope. That's a shame. Well, we don't need any more Fast and Furious attractions at Universal. Uh, there's only a couple more left um, really to talk about. Of what, like, still exists? Yeah, cause, and then we'll get into the old ones. Cause that's where things get mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, well, there's one of your favorites, the newest attraction. Absolutely. You mean Slop? Slop, yeah. Why don't slop, you tell baby. Secret Life slop. of Pets. Um, that is so well done. Yeah. It is a dark ride. And probably the for best every, for people that don't know, what would you classify as a dark ride? Like it's hard without just using another theme park ride, uh, a slower moving vehicle vehicle. So not anything doing crazy, like stuff like that. Um, these are going to be types of rides where you see like a lot of animatronics, yeah. you know, or where it's like you're driving big sets. You're, you're moving through scenes. Yeah. They build sets. You, they build sets and you're moving through scenes. Um, and so, yeah, this is loaded. I don't remember the final count of animatronics on this slide, but it's it is lot. just loaded with animatronics. It's a lot. Everywhere you look. And they're all doing something fun. Including in the queue. Including in the queue, there's animatronics. And that's I loved the queue so much. Queue. I am a big sucker for like a very well-designed queue. Yeah. I think if you're going to have to wait for something, make it, make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the queue builds up perfectly. The story of the ride, and this is such a fun angle that I totally didn't expect when I got on is you are a puppy yeah. at an adoption shelter and you end up like sneaking into this little box, which I saw the first Duke Life Pets. I don't remember, but apparently that's how our main character gets adopted. Yeah, he was I, like in a box I or something. Either. I don't know. Anyway, you go through this whole ride and basically you accidentally got in this box and they're trying to get you back to the shelter so you can be adopted by a family. And so your ride vehicle is a cardboard box and you're moving through the city and yeah, it's just loaded with animatronics and like, there's some really cool ones that it's like, how did they do that? Yeah. You know? And then there's just some, some fun ones when the dogs is eating. They have like, the, well, they have the one that like with the main character where it's, he's in like the bath mm-hmm. and when he goes under the water, it's like a digital effect. Like you see yeah, it on yeah, the screen yeah. and then he pops out of the water and it's the animatronic. And it's real. Like, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really well done animatronic. One of the ones that a lot of people have talked about on like theme park forms and stuff is there's the little wiener dog and his tail is on fire in yeah. one scene. And the animatronic kind of like moves its head back and forth as if to blow. Mm-hmm. And when he moves forward to blow on the flame, they actually shoot air out of the flame. So you can see the flame kind of flicker as if that it's blowing really on cool. it. And it's just like those are the little details that really make it all worthwhile. That ride know? was in production for a decent amount of time. Yeah. And this is a big thing that a lot of lesser theme parks don't do. It's like when they build something, they like rush it out and get it done. And, um the thing about Universal and Disney does this as well is like they'll announce something that'll be years before it comes out, but mm-hmm. when it does, you're just like blown away yeah. by what they've done. And this isn't like a massive franchise. I'm sure kids really like Secret mm-hmm. Life of Pets, but this isn't even the most popular animated franchise that has a ride at this theme park. Yeah. It's probably like second or third, mm-hmm. even maybe. Um, and the fact that they went all out on this just shows that like they put a lot of effort into this ride. Like this is 
Like it's not one of the best rides because it's the thrill factor is really not mm-hmm. there. It's a kid's ride, but you have fun with it either way as an adult. But like the the effort and the skill, like the craft of the imagineering mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it that went into this ride is top tier. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's I feel like most places aren't making dark rides anymore and I no. love dark rides, you They're know. Fun. And, and even it can even be a more thrilling type dark ride. You know, you have thrilling dark rides. Yeah, um, Mummy, you know, like you know, something like Space Mountain. There's, you know, they're coasters, but they have dark ride elements to them. Especially Mummy, the first you know minute of it. Yeah. But they go out and make this Secret Life of Pets ride, and they just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they crushed it. And it was just like, I want to see Disney make another dark ride. You know, do something like this. You know, all the rides we have in Fantasyland, make something else. I went the other day and they recently updated Snow White and it was so good. Yeah. And I was I like, imagine making that. an entire ride like with the tech you have now, you know, yeah. they or keep just, updating or the make, old ones. Make, ones. make ones for newer movies too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't take up that much space. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I guess they did it with Frozen and over in Florida and they did it with Beauty and the Beast. And I guess we got the Little Mermaid one, you know, a few years ago, but it's like, we want more. Yeah, you can do one for every it. movie. I'd be keep fine. I go, on, yeah. I go on all of them. Um, but yeah, Secret Life of Pets is maybe the best dark ride going out there, at least in terms of like oh, a yeah, ride that it. everybody can go on. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then I haven't been on Minion Mayhem, so I have not much to say about it. <laughs> I've been on that one. Um, it is shooter ride, right? No, it's just a, you just sit. Oh, no, I thought it was a shooter no, ride. They don't have any shooter rides at Universal. Huh. I all this time thought it was a shooter. No, ride. you um. It's just a like a big movie theater setting. Like you don't have your individual ride vehicle. Really, it's just a huge screen, and everybody's in there, sitting in their spot. So it's like Shrek 4D. Yeah, but it's not like it's it's still. I, it, I, I'm is look. it like a motion simulator? I guess because like well because we have the Kung Fu Panda one mm-hmm. in the theater. Like it's not it's not just not sitting to that scale. No, it it's still a ride per se. Um, I this is literally a ride that yeah. I have never looked anything. I, up I've only it. been I only did it the one time recently because when I went to the first time with my friends and Eric was there too, um, and we were like I want to try and ride everything here. This is my first time, and we did everything except oh I see except Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. We rode everything except that. That it wasn't um, open the day I went, but I, when I went again, it was open, and I went on it, and it was very just like okay. That's See, fine. this is what I'm talking about. Is like I feel like Minions plays perfectly into being a dark ride. Yeah, the queue, the queue is better than the ride itself. Really? Yeah, because the queue is fun because they have all the characters there and it's funny. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just there's nothing to it. It's just a screen. Um, took down one of my favorite things. What Universal. was over there? That was the Transformers or the Transformers, the Terminator. Uh, 2D. Oh, Terminator 2D is great. Yeah, we actually had that not Terminator too. 2D. It's Terminator 2 2D. <laughs> Terminator 2 3D. Oh, that's what's right. Yeah. We had that Tra- a incredible. tragic name. That was the one um, that was also like a live performing show yes. too, right? Oh, yeah. it's, it's so great. good. It's so good. Dude, I don't know how many times I saw that show. When he drove off the screen into the like the real world, I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, it's incredible. I don't know how you do that. I only been on that one time when I was a kid, and it's like one of the coolest things I've ever so seen. Awesome. It stays with you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Despicable Me, not that great. But now you keep bringing it up, so we're almost there. We're almost to the part I really want to get to in this episode. <laughs> The last ride that we have is uh, is Simpsons Rides not based off of it's technically based off a TV show. Yeah, so we we'll get that one. Kung Fu Panda is just like a theater presentation. Yeah. There's nothing really there, but the I think we should talk about Waterworld. Yeah, I was gonna say we should touch on Waterworld. Yeah. Have you seen Waterworld? Finally saw it because I remember because I, of this. 
No, I, I finally just the last time I went, remember I told you I saw it, and you didn't. You were like, "Oh, you sat in the wrong spot." No, no, no. I mean the movie. Oh, the movie. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I no, you haven't seen the movie. Yet. No, I still haven't. Um, I watched the movie because of the show. The show is yeah great. The show is phenomenal, and it, what I love about it is the fact that this show is so good and such a I don't want to say cult classic, but it's at po- this point one of those things that if like if Universal took it out, people would riot. Yeah, and the movie is not great. So it's like to take a, a, oh. a film that was just lackluster and mediocre and create such an incredible themed attraction off of mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, it's a stunt show. Uh, you got people catching on fire. You got people shooting fake guns at each other. Um, there's, the, you know, that typical gag that you kind of get like with the Cirque du Soleil type shows where, yeah. you know, before the show, there's people that mess with the audience, interact with the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, something I think is pretty cool about it is all of the people that are in it are Hollywood stunt actors. Yeah. Um, so they always show like on the board, like this is today's cast and where you can see them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, why don't you touch on some of the, some of the things you liked about about Waterworld? I mean, like they really knocked out of the park with this in the Mm -hmm. water amounts. Like when I guess an action, it's an action show. So like it's a stunt show. So people are getting knocked off of like, 20 30 foot beams yeah. and falling down into the water and like you don't see them again like so it's like mm-hmm. where the hell did these people go like, yeah. they're so well performed that these people fall into the water and like they won't be like oh we see them swimming off to the mm-hmm. side to go set up for the next thing we're like no they're like, you don't see them again yeah. like it's really impressive i mean the biggest stunt that comes in and this is something that i didn't know happened yeah going in <laughs> And when it happened, I was with my buddy Steven. We went together when he was visiting, and we were both just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> so there is a part where, like, the set is built up pretty high. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where, like, yeah, get the plane in here. And, and you think, like, oh, it's just going to be like they're going to exit out this way and, like, try and make it to the plane. We're never going to see the plane. Because you hear it. Yeah. You can you hear, hear the plane. It. But no, they have the plane fly into the stage show, crash through a wall, and land in the uh. water. It's one of the most unbelievable things in a stage performance I've ever seen. And that's why when you text me and you sent me like, look where I'm at. I was like, you're in the wrong spot. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you did say that. And I thought you meant like, cause we weren't in like the splash zone uh-huh. section. But then when I saw what it was, it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, all I want to do now is go over there. Like I want to watch this again, but I want to see if I can see the plane coming before. I don't to. think there's anywhere you can sit. I don't know. Even well, even if I'm like on the outside of it while it's going on, I wonder if there's. Oh, I get what you're it. saying. Yeah, like either way, like Waterworld is awesome. It's so sick. I would if somebody messaged me and was like, "Hey, you want to go to Universal? Go watch the Waterworld show and just leave." Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Of course, I would love that. It's like it's like twenty twenty five minutes, uh-huh. and it's worth it every time. Yeah, it's I'm, so good. I mean, there's like comedic elements to it. You know, the Deacon and. But the stunts themselves are just so sick. Like you said, like you see these people is like, oh, he caught fire and he just falls into like a vat of oil and it like explodes. But yeah. you never see it. Never see it. But that same guy five minutes later is a different character, but you don't realize it. You can't you know? tell. Yeah. And it's just incredible the way they move. And like you said, it's just so well rehearsed that you know, these people are clearly pros. And obviously, you know, they're doing these stunts and they're just going to have anyone do it. But it's yeah. like you can tell how hard they work for this stuff. And. Yeah, that the first time I saw that plane, I lost my mind. Yeah, and now every time I go, I always sit so the plane flies like straight at me. Yeah, you know, cool. and if I'm there with like do, first people, I, now that like, I know, I need to do that next yeah. time. It's it's very cool. So there's one more ride at the Florida Park that never came to California that I want to talk about here. And before we get into the 
defunct rides, and that's mm-hmm. Men in Black Alien Attack. Oh yeah. Yep. This is one of this is the shooter ride. Mm-hmm. This is um. So in this ride, I'm the only one that's been on this. Yes. So this is where you go into the headquarters of Men in Black. Like they actually built the headquarters yeah. on location, and it's really cool. You go in, and it's like, hey, you're a recruit for Men in Black. We're gonna bring you through a test. You need to shoot the aliens um, to score the most points. But they do it just like they do in the movie where, if you remember in Men in Black, Will Smith goes in and he's like, why didn't you shoot that guy? Well, he's just like doing pull-ups. I didn't, he wasn't really bothering anybody. Why didn't you shoot that guy? It looks like he was sneezing. He just needed tissue. Why'd you shoot the little girl? She's got like advanced engineering textbooks. <laughs> like she's like eight. Like that doesn't seem right. So I shot her. It The game... The shooting game plays like yeah. that. So it's not just, it's not like Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster where it's like, just shoot everything. Mm-hmm. This one is like, oh no, you have to, strat- there's a strategy behind it. Like shoot the monsters that look like they're going to attack you or people that don't look, that look out of like place. Like they could be an alien. Yeah. yeah. And the big like worm monster from the movie is the final part of that ride. Mm-hmm. So you're going, like you go into it and underneath it and you're shooting like different areas on it. Like. It's really cool. It's like one of the, it's the best shooter I've ever been on. I've heard, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things yeah. about it. Honestly, and it's so cool. Yeah, I need to get myself out there to go experience um, all those Florida attractions. Yeah, especially, I mean, I haven't been in so long. There's so many new things mm-hmm. over there. Everything else in Florida, oh, Islands of Adventure is almost not. There's like no film-based rides over there because like Seuss Land is over there, mm-hmm. but it's that's off of books. Uh, Marvel stuff is based off of comics out there. They have like the Popeyes area, which yeah. is again like cartoons and. Uh, comic strips and then they have like the kids area which is like woody woodpecker and stuff like that yeah. so yeah they um that's really oh and then of course race through new york starting jimmy fallon but never never gonna go on that <laughs> um so that's the rides that they have there except one but i want to touch on one particular because it segues into the defunct rides but before we do that we're gonna throw a quick word to the ads yeah, so shout out to Manscaped for the ad. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we can't do Manscaped without Cameron here. That's his That's his poll that we're going to get. His poll. All right, so we're back in here. There's one ride that I want to talk about because based, let's call it what it is. Like I'm a Universal Orlando kid. Mm-hmm. You're a Universal Hollywood kid. There is a ride that became defunct for you and not for me uh, and this is going to transition us very well into the defunct rides um et adventure oh, man. have you been on et Adventure? no you i never, never got even, to ride it you never no. got to ride it i never got to ride it the first time i went to universal mummy was fairly new oh it took the mummy took et spot yes oh i didn't know yeah. that i forgot about that yeah because it's weird because it's still in florida and i think I don't f- people don't know Spielberg is a huge part of mm-hmm. the development of the Universal Studios theme parks. Obviously, Jaws is one of his movies. He has involved like did he direct ET? He, yeah, yeah, he did. I thought so. I just made yeah, yeah. sure he was a big part of that, and he was pretty upset when they got rid of the Jaws section mm-hmm. at um, Florida Park, which I think. Is that where the second Harry Potter one went or what's going? Why did they take Jaws out of uh, there? I don't even remember what. They built a there. whole Amityville and it was great. Like it was really good. And yeah, it was a whole tour. It was like, it was similar to River Adventure. It was like you mix River Adventure with Jungle Cruise. Pretty much. Yeah. 
It's yeah, I would say that's about right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite rides, Jurassic Park, or not Jurassic, uh, Jaws. Well, that one too. Um, but Jaws was one of my favorites. It was like my dad's favorite movie, so we used to do that one all the time. Um, Just saw it in a theater the other day. Did. The I first was, time in my life. I know. I was supposed to go with you. You were supposed to go, but hey, you're a working I man. I was working. Yeah, it happens. I was working till two thirty in the morning. <laughs> not. I want to clarify that wasn't the first time I've ever seen it in my life, and this isn't for you. This is for the audience. But right. it's the first time I'd seen it in a theater. And yeah, it was okay. a. I no joke, completely different experience. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, Jaws is great. Um, but ET Adventure. So, oh, yeah. ET Adventure is essentially. So you're, it's hard to explain. <laughs> ET Adventure is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a full on retelling of the movie because in ET Adventure you see the rest of ET's family. Yeah. So like the you're mi- on their planet. Yeah, the mission is to escape with E.T. to get him home. Like, mm-hmm. the standard E.T. plot line there. <laughs> um, but you succeed, and you go to E.T.'s planet and see all of his family. And, like, these are very dated animatronics. This ride came out. This was an opening attraction ride mm-hmm. over there. But it's still so cool to, like, in, to be in the world of E.T. and, like, they do the effect where you're on the bike and it feels like the ride vehicle is up in the air and flying. It's really cool. And they actually have, you know how like there's the famous shot where the bicycle in the, with like the moon behind it, you see, <laughs> you see a shot of the ride vehicle passing through the moon as well. So like, it looks really cool. Uh-huh. Like, it's, a, it's a cool effect uh-huh. that they did there. And the funniest part is when you go into the ride to start, you give them your name and the, the last animatronic you see is E.T., and he says your name and thanks you for helping him getting him home. That is like a theme park dream of mine. It's, it's so a cool. bucket list item for E.T. to say it's my name. So but awesome. I already know I'm going to go, and I'm going to be like, oh, my name's Joel. And then Joel. I'm going to get to the end, and he's like, thank you, Joel. Yeah. And I'm like, no! <laughs> it's <like getting> wrong. <laughs> uh. I was like a, the funny bit that I heard. I think I think PTR said this. Like, what if we just went with like a group and like all said like the most ridiculous names that we could think <laughs> of and see if ET can well, say these it. names? Yeah, um, yeah, he definitely. Which okay, and and I've I've actually seen bits and pieces of this ride. Yeah, but I've never actually. I don't think I've ever watched videos of like the queue. What's the like prompt behind you giving them your name? Like, how do they ask you? Is it just like a "What's your name"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> they're just like, "Hey," they're not like, "Oh, there's ET, no story behind like, it." They're not like, "ET needs to know your name in order to make sure that he's comfortable <laughs> with you flying around." It's like, "Hey, what's what's the name of the person in your party?" Okay, yep, got that. Next, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, oh, very that's simple. Grand. That's I so love funny. That. Well, because like the building. Like the queue is just like walking through like a normal building. Right, it's just like a building, right? Yeah, there's nothing special to <laughs> there's it. No story. Yeah, no, there's nothing to it. You just get on the ride and then you're in the forest with ET. <laughs> it's so funny. Which okay, and again to refer back to podcast the ride again, and just theme park world and and community in general. Mm-hmm. Everybody says that that ride smells incredible. Like yeah. the forest on that ride smells yeah. incredible. It's like. Like I can, something I can relate to is like when people are like, oh, the banana breath from confrontation. Like, yes, I got to experience Me that. Me too. Not get to experience the way that E.T. smells. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, but E.T. is one of many attractions that the Universal Parks have had and done away with. Mm-hmm. And this is my biggest problem with their theme park. They are of the mindset that we need to upgrade our attractions because the 
IPs that we have currently are not popular anymore. I think that's, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Process. I mean, look at Disney. They've had rides there, which they they've done the same Mr. thing. Mr. Toad over there. Mr. Toad <laughs> slaps. Yeah, it's it's one good, of the best rides it's there. It's such a good ride. Yeah. And it's like exactly like who's seen this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they have a freaking ride based off of a, a racist cartoon. Well, not for know, much for longer. Not for much longer. And it's going to be so good. They're um, about to announce some information about that soon. Too. But it's like, yeah, like. I don't know why Universal is so afraid to hold on. Do you know how, like, easy how do you get rid of a ride based off Back to the Future? How do you get rid of that? I, it's, it makes zero sense. It, bother, it still bothers me to this like, day. I don't understand. When I went on the Simpsons ride and I knew like it was just Back mm-hmm. to the Future but repurposed, I it made me not and enjoy it as much. you didn't ride Back to the Future, right? Or, oh, no, no, no. Not here. Not in, Florida. in Florida. But you didn't oh, ride my it God. Here. Yeah, All yeah. the time. All the time. Yeah, it was my favorite like, ride. My favorite, it's my favorite movie. It was my favorite ride. It's just ridiculous, you know? It's the, like, why did, how could somebody at Universal think like, because Universal is actually a studio that talks about their legacy and their mm-hmm. film history. You could still meet Frankenstein in the theme yeah. park, but you don't think that, you don't think that these iconic movies have a place in Dude, your park anymore? People go to the studio tour to see. Hill Valley, like yeah, and then I can't wait to see that. And you freaking tell me you're gonna take out the ride. Based like let's off of- let's just go out. Like I'm just gonna we're gonna talk about some of them probably a little more in depth. But I just want to run through some of the films that had attractions there and they got mm-hmm. rid of them. Back to the Future, Beetlejuice. We talked about the Graveyard Review, um, Jaws, Confrontation, um. And then what else do they have? Oh, so in Florida they had Twister, which I have to talk. Twister, about. Twister, write it out. I have to talk about Twister. Um, that one uh, was it. The Ghostbusters one. There was the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. show. Uh, I know I'm forgetting some too. Like, uh, what did you list again? Go go through it. Back to the Future, Jaws, Beetlejuice, um, Confrontation, Twister. We had Backdraft over here. Oh yeah, you guys had Backdraft. Um, yeah, Back to the Future. Uh, Terminator. Terminator was yeah. T two. We mentioned them earlier. T two three D. Forty actually. I think. Yeah. Don't forget Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoon Blast. Okay. Actually. Yeah. So not that, but there was another section, and this is totally unrelated. Actually, I can relate it to a movie. Okay. It used to be Wild Thornberries, but then they changed it to Curious George after the movie came out. But there was this section of the park at Universal Hollywood. I'm trying to think of where. I think it's actually where. Hogsmeade is now okay and it was like a playground but the very centerpiece was this big room and you'd have to like walk in through like like these like plastic curtain things and inside there was just a bunch of foam balls okay and they were like not super dense but they had a weight to them like you could throw them yeah and in there there was buckets and you can collect all these balls and then kind of scattered throughout this thing it was like three or four stories there were these like air cannons and you would load the balls into these air cannons and just shoot people with them. Okay. And it was so much fun. And I loved it. And then they turned they just changed it and they got rid of it eventually. Because like they took all that stuff out for Hogsmeade and everything like that. But it was just the funniest thing to me because it was just like this room that you'd go into just to shoot people with foam balls. It was like it was like built in nerf. Okay. And it was just a blast. Um but yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, I that doesn't really count, but that's something they also got rid of. Um, <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I, I just wanted to, I was very excited because I used to love that thing. Like, it was one of those things where it's like, as an adult now, if I had taken a kid to like a theme park and they want to go play at like the Jurassic Park playground that's there for the kids that don't ride the ride, I'd be pissed off. I'd be like, yeah. are you kidding me? There's so many cool things we could do. 
yet as a kid, I was dragging my parents to be like, hey, can we go? Uh, I really want to go to the wild thornberries thing, <laughs> you know? Oh, it was wild. It was based on wild thornberries first. And then, okay. then it was Curious George. Okay. Um, I guess you could technically say, even though it's like we were expecting this, but um, Shrek 4D. Well, Shrek 4D is still in Florida. Yeah, but not over here. Now. Right, because they the, changed it to Kung Fu Panda. The it doesn't exist at all anymore. But next to the big studio store at Universal Hollywood, I'm trying to think of what's what that building is now. It might be the Photo Place or something. But that used to be a building called. Well, I don't. It went through so many different names. It was basically a permanent haunted house. Oh, okay. And so, like the iterations that I remember seeing, it was Van Helsing. Which that was when I first started going. It was Van Helsing, and I was terrified. I didn't go in there, and then it turned into, I believe it was just called Universal Monsters for a little while. Yeah. Then it was House of Horrors, and I took my sister in there. I was like, "Come on, you can do it. You can be brave." And there's a whole room that was dedicated to Chucky, and there were like oh, Chucky actors and stuff. She cried. She hated it. I would cry. Still. Um, and then after that, it was The Walking Dead for a while. Yeah. Um, and then now it's gone. <laughs> Which I really liked it because it was like, cool, I got a little taste of like Horror Nights I mean, like yeah, every yeah, time. Universal loves their horror stuff. Yeah. Horror Nights is right down the road. So um, it was cool. Soon, so. Yeah, it was cool to like be able to go do that yeah. all year round. And Horror Nights does a great job of applying IPs, both mm-hmm. theirs and other people's as well. Yeah. Like, And we could do a whole episode of what we're doing now based on Horror Nights. Horror Nights. Yeah, we probably you know? we won't touch on that now. We'll save that yeah. for another time. Maybe, after, maybe during Horror Nights or after. Maybe. Yeah, because we're definitely coming up on our Halloween month. Yeah. Spooktober. Spooktober. Um, which of these defunct rides would you really want to talk about? Well, for me, E.T. <laughs> we already got that one. Yeah. Um, you want to think about it? Because I, I, mean, I can go in on Twister. I would say, if you wanted to talk about Twister, I, I would really love to talk a little bit more about, about Confrontation just because right. it was so much fun. Let me but, go with Twister But first. go with Twister because I've never got to, or I never got to experience That's that. That's fine. Twister's one of the worst rides I've ever been on. <laughs> It's, and I actually think it's very well. Explain it to me, and then I'll I'll give you. So Twister is a. I really like that movie. Like mm-hmm. the movie Twister is really fun. Great and, movie. Shout out to Warner Brothers. Yep. And this cue is really interesting because it's not. It doesn't sub. It's not submersive into the world of Twister. They do. It's like backdraft, similar. Like they show you the behind the scenes of like how the movie is made, kind of thing. And in this one, you have Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt. Uh, giving you information about the movie and like how we did this shot, how we did this, what this effect was. And you know, as a kid, you're not, you don't find it that interesting. I'm sure now I would be like, Oh, that's really cool. But you could watch that video on YouTube now. And I loved that backdraft. I loved, I was like, every time they Ron did it with Howard Russell, was on the screen, right? I was like, yeah. uh, it was, I think he was in some of it, yeah. but it was, it was mostly, mostly Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. Yeah. Um, so, that's you, what, so that was actually what I was going to say was, isn't Twister's very similar to backdraft, isn't it? Uh, in a way until you get to the ending. Because when mm-hmm. you do like the actual, um, well, I'll just get into it. So Twister, um, Twister, <laughs> you go through the queue and you end up on this platform and the platform is like elevated slightly. Mm-hmm. But as you get started, it starts to elevate a little bit more. And what they have you do is you are in like, a, basically you're in a massive warehouse, but the set is like that small town from the film. I'm looking at pictures as you're describing based it. Out of, um, and you see they have they simulate a twister coming through, and like they're throwing stuff around, and um, you see the cow flying through. You see the signs falling. A truck moves through there, so it's like it's cool, 
but it it's cool for like a stunt show where like if you just walked up and hey it's like hey we're about to start the show and yeah 15 minutes go grab a seat great but this is a theme park attraction where you had to wait in line to for, do it for and i went i went with my dad and like my uncle and cousin we went when we were when like it first came out and we waited in line the line was crazy long and we went on and it was like that was it like yeah my father like generally like wouldn't like shit talk a ride like uh-huh. when i was a kid because he would like just make sure i was having a good time but that one he was like was that really like we waited in line for that like are you kidding <laughs> oh i actually terrible. have already watched a ride through of this Wait, it's not i don't enjoy it i i'm glad that ride's gone i'm upset that they replaced it with race through new york starring jimmy fallon's like come <laughs> on universal like you can do better like twister's a great movie this is not a good ride i would have enjoyed it more if like you were like individual pods and you simulated going through the twister like you really shuck your the wind isn't even that strong when you're on it like because they can't make it too strong because then you like might actually hurt somebody (laughs) right so they can't do it so so it's just very very blah it's not not interesting i'm watching this and it looks like the actual experience itself like once you get to the area where there's a little town is like four minutes yeah it's not long either like it's not it's not worth it it's really i'm glad it's gone so is it like projection mapping the tornado is that what that is kind of yeah yeah, but everything else is practical. Um, but it's not. Oh, and then I. Oh, well, then yeah, okay, that's that's pretty cool actually. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's cool for like a stunt thing, but like to wait in line for a ride, it's not. No, yeah, I totally get it's you. It's not thrilling at all. Okay, um, that's not bad. Yeah, so that one's not. Uh, that one's not missed too much. Uh, do you know the the story about the the ride videos with Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt? Yeah, oh, yeah. Them <laughs> like hating each other. Yeah, they so wouldn't they film, film their. They wouldn't. Rooms. Yes, they wouldn't film. Uh, they cl- they had a side by side in the videos because the two wouldn't be together filming it. That's so funny. Um, all right, why don't you go into confrontation? Hold on, I'm trying to see this cow fly by. Oh, cow? there it goes. There yeah, goes. There goes. Oh, that yeah. is terrible. Yeah. That looks so bad. It looks so bad. It's horribly done. Um, uh, I can't believe confrontation's been closed for so long. Yeah, it closed I think, it in Florida in 2002. Yeah, and I think it closed wow, for it was us 20 years ago. Eight. Well, I shouldn't say closed. Yeah, it burned. It, it burned, burned down. down. Yeah. Do we remember why it burned down? Well, people there. There's no specific like I didn't think there was thing, but people like rumored that Universal did it on purpose <laughs> to collect the insurance. That's money. well, that's what, yeah, that's kind of where the bit for podcast the ride comes from when they're saying like, or do we burn it down for insurance money? A mysterious fire. They talk yeah. about that, you know. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of rumors out there that people because the one in Florida they just closed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like confrontation. The way it would work is you out here again part of the tour in florida own attraction you're still on a tram still on a tram yeah you drive into like new york city and you're almost like on the it's like it's like you're on the subway it's like an elevated elevated subway like the bart in san francisco yeah and so you're out on this elevated track and you're driving and there's like a news broadcast going on on a tv and you hear them talking about like oh this whatever is going on blah 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 and then you see the news helicopter fly by you and you can see them doing whatever and so you're driving through the city and you start seeing like buildings, you know, like being destroyed and whatnot. And you eventually come around the corner to this massive animatronic yeah. of King Kong. And it is one of the coolest things. It's awesome. Like it is so big. And you know, it obviously doesn't look super realistic compared to like today's standards, but like for what good. it was, it looks so good. And yeah, it would absolutely still hold up today. Yeah. You know, how and- many times did Kong pop up in the tour part on yours? 
on once? ours, I believe it was just the okay, once. We had them like five times. I, yeah, and I think I remember reading that. I'm pretty sure for ours it was just the end. Um, but it was just it was so cool because it was like at Universal Hollywood going through the the tour. You go through these different like scenes i guess you could say that play out so like a few of them would be um you go through the earthquake set where it looks like you're in a subway station and earthquake happens they still have that that's great that was also its own attraction in florida was earthquake oh really Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they just remade the whole tour as right yeah um then we have like the mexico sets where there's the flash flood yeah um and that's been around for years Mm -hmm. we have now the fast and furious okay what do you do um (laughs) King Kong was part of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they used to be the mummy Jaws. thing. Jaws. Jaws is part of it. And these are all, like, sections where it's, like, you're on the studio tour, and they're showing you, like, oh, these are sets from the movies. Um, other than Jaws. Like, Jaws didn't actually shoot there. And then, like, something happens. Like, you you basically experience the scene. Um, so it's, like, the studio tour is, like, a mixture of being a tour and being a attraction in a way where yeah. there's, like, experiences. And so... It was so cool because you would go into these sound stages and especially like with the confrontation, you go in and it's just this massive set. Mm-hmm. Like it, it genuinely looks like you're in this set and it's so cool. And I don't know, like I just loved it so much and I always wanted to ride it whenever we went. Um, or Well, I mean, we always rode the tour because I always wanted to ride the tour. Yeah. But it was just always so cool to see that. And just, again, not even just the King Kong part, but to see the sets being built and the helicopter going by. And just it was so immersive and it was just so much fun. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you know, designed by Bob Gurr for the animatronic. Um, You get the banana breath at the end. And it was just super fun. It was it was one of my favorite parts of the studio tour. Now it's gone. It's very unfortunate. It sucks, man. Like. Universal, I, there's really no excuse to to keep gutting these things. Like, what are they going to put in next? Like, they're putting in Nintendo, and it's going to be its own land. But if you look at what they have currently, like, would you rather have, would you rather have Jaws, E.T., Confrontation, Back to the Future? Would you rather have The Simpsons and Fast and Furious and even The Mummy to an extent? Like... Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because it's like, like I look at Wizarding World. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. So it's so hard to say like, I would, oh, I wish they never put that in, you know? But at the same time, it's like, as good as it is, imagine a whole theme park dedicated to the Wizarding World. That would have been cool. Where that's all it is. Yeah. And it's as immersive as Florida is in the sense where like you can get on the Hogwarts Express to get to different areas. You know, it's not like a, a normal theme park where you're walking from land to land and you kind of see how it ends. Mm. Like to be able to create this immersion of like, nope, you have to get on this train because you're going far away. Um, that would have been sick, you know. But all that being said, I would trade Wizarding World to go back to a universal where it's based around their own IP, you know. Yeah. And we're getting to actually do all of these things because they were just so much fun and it was so nice to go to a park where they were truly celebrating their film their history. film history and i just feel like they've completely lost that these yeah days. Well, i mean because like and these films like they are t- these rides they take you into the film as well like back to the future um the story behind this one is you are in doc brown's institute mm-hmm. and biff 
steals the DeLorean yeah. and you have to chase after him in an older model of the DeLorean and bring him back to the present time because mm-hmm. it's it's past Biff stows away on a mission comes to the present and then he steals the vehicle and you go all over the place you go to the Ice Age you go to the um, the Cretaceous era you go to uh, I think you go to like modern day London or something like that because you fly through like the Big Ben clock mm-hmm. it was so great like and then Jaws like like you said it's like Jungle Cruise mixed with Jurassic Park where like you have like the funny skipper but you also have like the scary elements of like right. the dinosaurs and like just it's just a fun boat ride where jaws pops up multiple times like and that's how you would want to experience that right like it's cool on the the tour like you see jaws there mm-hmm. quickly like but as its own ride it was so awesome something i never got to experience with the jaws experience out here which i don't i'm you probably know this story uh but the actual orca from the movie the the boat mm-hmm used to be there yeah. in a little bay and then one day people were just like oh let's get rid of this old thing yeah. and they just destroyed it yeah it's like why oh my god like yeah oh god like universal is it's not my favorite theme park out there but i do when i was a kid i really did enjoy it, it was like we're going to florida for however many days and we're gonna hit all the disney parks and the two and, universal yeah. parks we're gonna do them all um and then after a while i just stopped caring because once i started getting rid of the rides that i liked I wouldn't want to go like universal. Like, this isn't a joke. It's like 10 minutes from my apartment, mm-hmm. the theme park out here. So it made sense. Like I'm going to go all the time. Like we like going to city walk and all that stuff. That's where our office is at. Um, so it makes sense to go. But like, if this was like two hours out of the way, I wouldn't go. Right. Like, I would want to go once to go on the rides to say that I did them. And then I just don't think it would, it wouldn't, I just don't think it'd be, I would rather, live closer to Disneyland and I would go there all the time. Oh, absolutely. As opposed yeah. to what this has. And it's not that the stuff that they have is bad. It's just like, stop getting rid of the things that I like so much and making shittier versions. You kind of bring it to like, uh, you know, I kind of feel like we're kind of wrapping up yeah. here and it, you kind of bring me to this point that, and and I still, I still say this to this day and I, I truly do believe it. Um, Universal is obviously, disney's next closest competitor absolutely they're they're not close but they are right now but they are next next. yeah and i feel i hate how the the direction they're going but that being said i feel like they're finally starting to push back at disney a decent bit which as a consumer in terms of theme park attractions is beneficial i would agree in terms of the feel of the park as a whole it does kind of suck because it's becoming so based on like these IPs that aren't theirs yeah. and we're losing such iconic attractions. But like the pressure to be like Disney is what has given us forbidden journey. What gave us, you know, the updates to Jurassic world, what the new Jurassic world ride, which, you and know, came what, out. And then what Nintendo lands and what be. Nintendo's going to be like, plus the rumored Epic universe coming to if, Florida, which they, they uh, are doing work on it right now. Yeah. They're, they're moving forward with it, which is so exciting. No, we could, um, we could spend two hours just talking about the plans for that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so to see like to see them trying to make steps forward to be a true competitor for yeah. Disney is, like I said, as a consumer, it's exciting. Yeah. But it does like at the end of the day, it does suck in terms of like heart, like that we are losing such. I think um, I think they they could make up some ground because, and we'll cover this next time when we go to Disney parks. But a lot of the stuff Disney's put out recently is not hit 
hit the mark. Hasn't quite hit what they would hope. Yeah. What they were expecting. Yeah. And I, I want to save that for next time mm-hmm. because we I have a lot of opinions on yeah, that. Yeah, so I think the conclusion we kind of came to, just so that just so you as the audience knows, because I feel like maybe we kind of owe this to you, but we decided this episode we're going to kind of keep it just universal because, as you can see, we, we joked about not being able to talk about anything on this episode, and we just did an hour and a half only on universal. We did. Um, so at least this will for sure be broken up. I can't guarantee that it'll be next week, but over time we're probably going to do eventually the Disney parks. And, and then there's a couple deep cut ones. Yeah. There's some wanna, like, we don't want to get into yeah. those yet. Cause there's ones that like we, we have a lot of stuff in the, and outside of the continental United States yeah. that we can talk about. I mean, um, even, yeah. And there's tons of like parks that are like, you know, not Disney or universal that have movie based attractions or had we, or had yeah. that we both want to discuss. So, um so yeah i mean i think we're kind of rounding off here okay um Um, i think for these theme park episodes because we're going to do them a decent amount i think by the end of it we should uh say what our favorite ride either past or present at the theme park is theme park so universal studios hollywood what is your or for you hollywood for me orlando we're going to combine them Mm -hmm. what is your favorite attraction at the universal theme park i mean if i had to pick what my favorite at universal right now it would be jurassic world the best one uh absolutely no, i'm saying be. like all time though like all the rides you've ever been on universal like if yeah you, no, if you i would get, pick i would pick, you, like I, you could pick any ride like today like right now like hey this ride is open and operational again you can go on it right now yeah i mean i can't speak for et because i would want to say et just because i want to experience it's gotta be that, one that you've been but on, i've yeah. never been on it um but in terms of out here do i have to pick between jurassic world and jurassic park or can i just mm. pick that ride as a whole they're kind of different. I would say it's fair if you think yeah. I should pick between the two. I think you should. Um, I love the Jurassic Park ride. Yeah. I do think I'd pick the new one. I agree with it's that. It's just because of the animatronics, and it's just yeah. it's such an incredible experience. And like I said, it fits with the timeline better. Yeah. That being said, I miss the original one a lot. Um, But also, like I said, Forbidden Journey is definitely the best ride. Yeah. Um, But Jurassic Park's my favorite. Yeah. This is tough. This is a tough call. Um. Part of me feels like I would just pick Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and um, it'd be a valid choice. Yeah, I think that's I think that's just what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I think it's the right call. Um, that's one of the best theme park, and it's like it's nothing special. It's you're in a, it's a screen ride, but you're in your own DeLorean, and it's fun. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, and I, I it was between that or Confrontation. Confrontation is so much. Fun. Yeah, I was very close to picking that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's great too. There's they have a lot of great rides. Yeah. Um it's hard to pick just one, but that's what we're here to do. Um so yeah, I think that'll I think that'll do it I for this episode. That, yeah. I think uh this was fun. This was um, and Cameron would have hated this. He would have he would not have said much. He yeah, so <laughs> he he'll listen. So we can actually tell people that he was here and he'll be like he just didn't have much to say. Yeah, Cameron <laughs> Cameron, you wanna say something now? Um go see the new Adam Driver movie, Annette. Um, it's stuff. just a cinematic masterpiece. Have you um, seen it yet, Cameron? Yeah, I saw it. So I saw it in theaters. I definitely recommend seeing it in theaters if you can. Uh, but I also, it came out on uh, Amazon today. Oh. And I watched it on Amazon. Did it actually come out today? Uh, it, either today or some oh, other okay. day. I, I am going to watch it on he Amazon. He literally posted on his Instagram that he's watching <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we miss you, buddy. We'll see you yeah, soon. <laughs> soon, Cameron. Um, but yeah, uh, so why don't we just uh, close this one out? Joel, why don't you plug some of the stuff that you can catch us on 
right so, now. So as usual, you can catch us on all our socials at RefundPod. If you want to send us any suggestions or just send us some good words and some compliments, you can reach us at RefundPod at gmail.com. Other than that, we do have a Discord again. I'm going to keep plugging this <laughs> until maybe someone else joins. Eventually. Uh, hit us up for those Discord details. Um, we have a few people that want to post in there, but feel awkward posting in there if no one's going to reply. And I'm not talking about us three. I am talking about a different person. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've just had some people here and there that have discussed going on the Discord. Uh, so why don't we discuss on the Discord is what I'd like to say. So reach out to us if you're interested in the Discord. And, of course, you can find us on Letterboxd. Um, we have posted our Letterboxd handles. And I'll probably repost those again in the story this yeah, week to give people a well. chance. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, do you have anything else you have to say? Um. No, if you haven't checked out that episode of Genre Geeks, yet, oh yeah, go check that out. Um, the one that I was on, it was a good time. Yes, and great time. He, Ryan did a great job representing the show. It's true, <laughs> dude. I just thought about chili cheese fries. Oh, I, I can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So go check them out. Uh, in general, go check them out. They're a great show, and we'll um we'll be doing stuff with them mm-hmm. down the road here for sure. So there'll be some familiar fa- familiar voices, I guess I should say. Yeah with them down the road here other than that folks thank you all so much for joining us for this special edition episode of the i'd like a refund podcast we'll see you next time